Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the 21st Century Underground podcast. This is a podcast devoted to all things creative, entertainment, culture, art, um, and so on and so forth. I'm Salvatore Arnaldo. I'm the writer of the group, and with me as always... Brand Salas, the filmmaker. I'm Mike Villarreal, the audio producer guy. And uh, as a podcast devoted to art, entertainment, uh, culture, what have you, creativity, all those things, uh, on an independent level, uh, we decided to do an episode where we would just have an appreciation episode basically for a specific medium uh we actually want to do a couple of these so we were thinking we had a couple ideas we were kicking around film yeah the obvious ones like you know everything that we are three little main genres of the big three music film literature Mm -hmm. then like breaking it off and we thought about video me and brandon talked about video games actually right before we started the podcast we thought that might be a good yeah that'd be a good one right it would kind of shake things up i feel like so yeah look look forward to that in the future but uh today's episode is music uh which is a really deep and interesting topic i think because uh Almost everyone listens to it on some level or, or likes some kind of music. And it and for many different yeah, reasons. Exactly. And it resonates very deeply with people just because the way, I don't know, the way the, the way sound, uh, just sort of like the way that kind of people process sound and the way, I don't know, harmony and just mm. those different things, they sort of like, I don't know, it's like they correspond with just like a fundamental mm. pattern or framework in the human brain. So it's yeah. like, it's just, I don't know, it's like a big thing for a lot of people. It really affects them on a deep level. I find that both um, like fascinating and intimidating, like for myself personally, yeah. I can never imagine like getting the music because like the fact that it's just, it can be so polarizing. Someone can absolutely be like obsessed with a song and the other person can just absolutely hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just seems like too much. It's exactly, it's exactly <laughs> like, like film and writing though. It's like the same thing, you know, it's like, uh, you're using a pattern, uh, and there's definitely like a structure to it that appeals to people. Like it, it I, I don't know. It's like because you have like you know uh, reading music and you have sheet music, and it's like I, I don't know. There's like a certain formula, a way in which it's done that kind of uh, I don't know, like really like seems to affect people. It seems to make sense to them. Hmm. And uh, writing is the same way, and so is uh, a film. You know, I mean, you're trying to put images in an order according to a sort of formula that kind of follows a certain law that just seems fundamental to people hmm. and to the way their minds work. And uh, so it's interesting. I don't know. And then you have all different kinds of films and all different kinds of literature and all different kinds of music that different people like. You know, when so it comes to classical music, though, yeah. it's exactly what you just said. But mm. jazz is, is not formulaic. Yeah. It's more like free. But uh, one thing I want to add to what you're saying, what music does to people, is it's like it's almost uh, an addition to what your personality is. You yeah. can really tell who someone is by what they listen to. Right. And how yeah. they act and what they feel and all that stuff. It's like a personality trait. It it is really because like, it has like a profound impact on like your mood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the ideas, like concepts, like musical concepts. I feel like musical concepts, like uh, different kinds of music, like jazz or classical music, will appeal to people who don't even have a knowledge or understanding of music, but like their personality may be more free and kind of expressive. So they might be more into jazz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or where someone who's I don't know, maybe has a slightly more formal or ordered personality, might be into classical. I mean, these are broad generalizations, obviously. Um, but, like, you can kind of correspond to it, like, punk rock, for example, where it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, where it's uh, very simple and very kind of fast-paced. You know, that could be more in line with your personality or hip-hop, you know? So it, it's interesting. It's a very interesting subject, and we're going to we're gonna dive right into it. Yes. Yeah, and we're going to tell you about our, our history with music, um, the things that we grew up liking, like how we got into it, how we feel about it, and then also things that we're into right now. We're going to kind of just pass the ball around as a group here. Yeah, we're just going to give that music the sweet, sweet love that it deserves. Yes, we will. (laughs) This is the music episode. Also, Moby. 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 I'm just going to say Moby right now so that it's it's already out there. I guess I'll... He's he's going (laughs) to... If I'm starting, (laughs) it's going to be a lot of Moby. (laughs) No. no, I I like how I say that as though the reference isn't going to come up and I just want to plan it in the episode. (laughs) Go on, Brandon. (laughs) 
um yeah i mean uh for me i got into music going if we're going to the beginning uh it took me my early early days for some reason i was kind of stubborn i don't know what got me into this i'm not sure if i saw this in a tv show but i was trying not to like my parents music for whatever reason mm. like um and i'm talking about really young this is like literally uh ages four to about six and a half seven um i don't know why but i was being i was even though I I internally enjoy the music, I'd be like kind of like yeah, I'd be like oh no, I don't like this song. I, I don't know. I was being just a punk little kid, and uh, those barriers that were slowly starting to break came down mostly when I was like five and six, especially six. So my music kind of comes of a little bit of a background of my life. Uh, so as many of you who don't know, <laughs> my so long story short, to get to the point really quickly. Uh, I never, I don't know my real father. And then my mom is, it, it was just me and my mom for my first six years. And then I had a really close knit with my um, grandparents and my aunts and uncle. And then moving forward, my mom met my dad, who I consider my dad, the person who, while not being my biological father, to me is through and through my father, met him, they got married. And then that was like age five. And then age six was this year that we moved from New Mexico to California. And this year was a, I, I'm not sure if maybe scientifically, maybe someone can comment on, the, on below, but I felt like this, it must be just because that year for me was so impactful. Uh, I feel like my senses were like hardcore developing that year. How and old were you? Six. Six. Well, they say between uh, the ages of like three and seven, I think those are the most like psychologically formative years of your life. Apparently. Six was like a fucking like though like that one for every specifically i could I, I have my most intense uh smell uh memories like my music memories a lot of these early early formative things of my different senses i have the most um, nostalgic or most uh connections to that one year in california and that year was important to me in a lot of ways that was a year that a i bonded to the, um, this man who became my father and uh how that kind of leads to the story is he is sort of my really early entryway to music uh he was the first time i was really starting to break let myself break down some of those barriers and i was still being kind of stubborn but i was kind of like we had this thing where he, he'd know that i was enjoying a song and we like it'd become our song and i, I would just we, i mean I'd, be, I'd still be kind of acting stubborn about it. i'm like no oh, i don't like this song but like my my foot would literally be tapping in the car as we're driving somewhere <laughs> mm. And uh, so you you just went against it just to go against it. Again, like, I'm not yeah. sure if I saw in a cartoon or something that you don't like your, like the broccoli thing. I feel like it was that kind of mentality. I was just I saw it somewhere and I was like, yeah, I don't like my parents. I music. did the exact opposite actually. It's funny too. You mentioned that because I remember being a little kid and just always watching. Uh, and when I was a teenager, I became a you know kind of a, a problem for my parents at points. But I remember seeing like just angsty teenagers on TV when I was like three or four. And how they're just always giving their parents shit and being assholes and stuff. And I remember when I was like a really little kid, I was like, fuck them, man. Like, what's going on here? Like, I didn't understand. I was like, what? You were saying fuck them to Brandon. Yeah, no, I guess so. Yeah. I was like, well, it wasn't angsty now. pieces of shit. Well, nah, no, I'm talking I like, know. I saw like crazy. I, I totally just like, you know. relate to Brandon yeah. though. Yeah. So the first song for me was the, uh, that got me like, I guess that during that phase where the first song that I truly kind of broke on, during this time, there was a lot of music that was coming through. Uh, I, you can find the fact I, I do like uh, a lot of these certain kind of pop stars from this time um, period. I like I do like a little bit of Madonna. It's very specifically this night, like late '90s, early 2000s Madonna because my parents were very into them, and that's something I was hearing a lot. And then, and uh, I feel 
Also, at the same time, I was listening to like Enter Sandman and that that also that era of Metallica and this whole slew of songs. The only good Metallica. Yeah, you're right. And then Santana because that was like right after his Gold album came out. So I just I was having all these songs and now like they're like classic favorites of mine. Um, but the first song that broke me that I was like, oh, man, it, it became it became my dad's song. So much so that one Father's Day about, mm, about let's see here, eight years later, seven years later, I made this whole compilation video on my Windows Movie Maker of a bunch mm-hmm. of pictures and then uh, of us together in the song. Mm-hmm. Aw, make me cry. <laughs> I made him cry. I remember that. I remember when, I remember when you made that. I was there. Did you cry? <laughs> Uh, I was not really, but I mean, like you know, it seemed really, it seemed really sentimental to Brandon. <laughs> like, You're like, I respect you. Yeah, I respected what he was going through. Um, <laughs> I don't like you, Sal. That's not, you know, I don't like me. <laughs> but the just song, kidding. the song is I'm uh, not, no, I'm the song is "Take a Picture" by Filter. So if you don't know that song, go check that song mm-hmm. out. It's a, it's a pleasant little song. It's like we'll per- wait. perfectly right. of that time. How's it go? Period. How's it go again? <laughs> it was like I was just singing to them. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Awake on my airplane, uh, awake on my airplane. My yeah. skin is bare. My skin is bare. Yeah, it's all you're ever I, I, didn't, I didn't think you were actually going to do it. I did it. Fuck with that. They're going to laugh at my horrible, whatever. It's going to be, it. it's live. I'm going to sample you. <laughs> I've sung a couple times on this podcast. Um, that I mean, song, I don't know. It's, all, it's always about you, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That song was like, uh, it was just, I don't know, that, that got to me. It became our song. We were like, every time we listened to the radio, we'd be singing together. That was like the first one that got through to me. And, I, and that was like my crumbling point where I stopped putting up the whole facade. Um, he, got, he broke down your walls and he got in. Yeah, he got in. Yeah. And again, like like I said, that time period was just a huge development period. I, all those songs definitely bring me back to California. If I listen to uh, Ray of Light by Madonna, I just think about driving down the highway to uh, Carmel. And the funny thing is, I literally only lived in that state in Gilroy for one year. I have a total analog. Such an impactful year. I have an exact analog for that exact same period of time. I was actually the same age, too. Oh, um, from so, Yeah, yeah. Totally. It was, I, that's kind of weird, actually. I didn't realize I was the exact same age during that time. That is interesting. Yeah, right? Um, I had the same experience, too. Like, my senses felt like they came alive. I'll talk about it when I get there. Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, so that was like the kickoff point. And I started getting a little bit more into music. I was open to it. Um, I remember my first two CDs, for whatever reason, well, okay, the very my first CD was actually Queen's Greatest Hits. I can't remember who gave that to me. It was like more of this offhanded gift. And then... A sort was, of, it, was it already open? Or, like, was it a fresh CD? I think it was, it was a fresh. It was a best of fresh um, collection. Nice. And I was so like, ooh. I used to put that into my parents' uh, stereo system at home. Yeah. That was one of the ones that I picked out and I remembered because I knew the songs from, like, Wayne's World and then, like, We Will Rock You <laughs> from a bunch of different movies and I always wanted to put in Bohemian Rhapsody. So I figured out how to use the stereo system as, like, a four-year-old. And put that specific disc in. Hell yeah. And then the uh, another, ironically enough, an early CD of mine um, that I developed, <laughs> I started listening to a lot was my mom for the longest time had this. She used to work out on the treadmill, and one of her album selections was this one. It was like a, it was called Pulse Greatest Hits. Like it was like DDR Max type shit. It really was. It was like all these club bangers from the nineties. Um, it was like two discs. Please don't go. Yeah, please don't go. Um, uh, um. Oh God. Uh, the not the rhythm of, of the not night. Of the, yeah, rhythm of the night. Rhythm of the night. Yeah. Right. The current. Know. They yeah. sampled that oh, song again. Currently. They sampled it again. <laughs> again. That's how good that song is. But I used to listen to that song in the gym. Uh, my mom's well, not gym. The room my mom's treadmill was in. I'd play it over and over. I still again. listen to that shit at the gym. And uh, I uh, 
so those are like the first few CDs. Oh, and then also, <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't. One of, I was, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to defend myself. I was like, my sister offhandedly was like, I don't want this Britney Spears CD, and I was just like, the idea of owning another CD. I was like, yes, and I was like, oh, so I, I owned it technically for the longest time. Nice. But was like, that your second one? It was like um, no, the third one. Second, no, Which that was technically was the second one I owned. Pulse, I didn't own. Which oh, one was okay, it? that was your mom's. Uh, it was the like the, the like oops, I did it again. Really, my brother had Ooh. that. My older brother had yeah. it. I remember, I remember vividly the uh, and it's like the schoolgirl kind of like yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he totally had that one. Blue. I didn't like. I hardly listened to that one honestly. Yeah. And, I, and again, I'm not trying to say that to come off and defense myself. Like, as far again, I'll tell you all day how much I love Madonna, Abba, yeah. and all those things. You can't stop him telling me how much you love Madonna and Abba. Oh man, don't even get me started on early Gwen Stefani when she's part of No Doubt. Mm. Yes. Please, uh, late Gwen Stefani. Nah. Um, <laughs> Me like it all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that became like a roller coaster. The first band I was into was now it was like I went like I had this whole experience uh, experience with my dad, and then ironically enough, to flip the switch to my first band, it was my mom. Um, we took a road trip to go to New Mexico. I had to be seven latest. It had to be seven. Honestly, I would be surprised if it was eight. We took a road trip. This is when we lived in Texas, because again, I only lived in California for a year. We were living in Texas. We were taking a road trip back to New Mexico to go see family. And uh, it was just me and mom. And we put on, she, we, we grabbed a bunch of CDs. And the one of the ones, a, a bunch we grabbed was ACDC ones. My mom was really into ACDC when she was younger. And she was a big part of that whole phase. And, uh, so we started playing those songs, and I and that, during that road trip, we had a huge bonding experience. We I played the crap out of them. We were singing at the top of our lungs, blasting it because I started memorizing songs by the end of the road trip. Um, we, we were like literally singing like, "I have big balls, you have big <laughs> balls, but we got the biggest." Yeah, like all all of it, all of it together, and like I became really big into ACDC. Um, that was like my first true favorite band i remember as a little kid your mom explaining the uh big balls illusion to me it's like for for the men it's like their balls and then like the women, it's like their their, their boobs and i was like yeah no I, I get it <laughs> and uh so that was like the first big man and i like i just got springboard off of like a whole bunch of like more classic music a classic rock i mean uh like listening from anything from santana to uh, acdc um a whole hodgepodge mostly whatever my parents kind of listened to and then my dad had a collection he had of MP3s on the like computer, and slowly but surely, I would start to explore that because he had a huge collection. Like all the CDs he ever owned, he ended up putting on the computer, and that became like a nice big old fat library of all the songs. And that became my the direction I ended up exploring for the really started developing my music. And from there, I think my next next biggest checkpoint would probably have to be I got really into eighties music. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was as far as by choice and not really having an outside influence on me. That was my first like big set Ooh. of music I mm. really got into. 80 like, What's the first artist that comes to you? 80s? Yeah. <sighs> I guess right off the top of my mind, I guess Tears for Fears came first. Um sweet. But I listened to a whole bunch of it. Like, it, it, it ranged from new wave 80s to poppy 80s to a little bit of the rock 80s. I was just all over the fucking mm. I don't know. All of that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I had um Sal's will tell you that I had a massive 80s playlist. Yeah. That I, was like his thing. Yeah. yeah. It was the 80s. Like, it was a Really good yeah. 80s playlist. We play a lot of Grand Theft Auto Vice City, too. Yeah, fed into yeah. It. yeah. Um, and I guess for you, for those who don't know, Salvatore and I have been friends since literally... Yeah, we, yeah I guess we didn't really like yeah. specify that. Yeah, me and Brandon have known each other since like fourth grade. He doesn't so. write to uh, make comments a lot here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlike, unlike usual, but like, yeah, like in the usual run of things, it's very rude, but here I actually have some context. <laughs> 
Um, this was the um, it, my dad's massive pile of playlist was the first time that I was introduced to uh, Moby. The song Porcelain was on there. Really? Yes. Um, Your dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, that's how Alex talked to you all about that. And yeah, my dad liked him a lot too. But uh, Porcelain was like the one song that was on the playlist because I did, little did I know that my dad downloaded music illegally. I didn't. I didn't know illegally? that. Illegally? Yeah. Really? Hell yeah. Seriously? Well, he gave. He, he one day I was like, man, dad, I want this song. How do I? I think it was actually something simple. I think it was like Thriller. I think that's what it was. It was mm. Thriller. I was like, I want Thriller. But how do we get Thriller? And he's like, oh, here, just go onto this thing. It was called like Aries. Uh, it wasn't a bigger one. That was one of the really it was yeah, earlier okay. ones. It was called Aries. Aries. Huh. And uh, I don't know. I can't. It was like Aries X or something. I don't know. But anyways, he's like, oh, yeah, just open this. Anytime you want a song, just open this up, type it in and find a download and download it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's, such, <laughs> that's a great. That's, that's so simple. It's so easy and great. It wasn't until like years later. I was like, yeah. oh, and I started doing it myself with like the newer stuff. Because Aries. LimeWire. Aries. Oh, yeah, I did LimeWire. LimeWire. I think I only did. I did LimeWire. I don't think I did any. I didn't do Pirate Bay or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. I did LimeWire for a good hot minute. Pirate Bay is some hardcore shit. I got off of it. A lot of teenagers did LimeWire. Uh, Pirate Bay is when you went went into the real heart of darkness. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's that's when I started um, slowly growing my own music collection. And Salas would come over and be like, "Oh man, this song, this song, this song." I'm like, "What do you mean this song, this song, this song?" And then we just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I started bringing <laughs> CDs. Didn't I like? I lent you a lot of CDs. Too. Yeah, like, you brought Joy, CDs. Joy Division and Lost Highway. I mean, that was later, but one of the first CDs I feel like I remember you ever really bringing was that Corn CD. It was like sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah, I got that from my brother for sure. Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, he had a, that, I can't even tell you which album it was. It was, uh, how does it look like? Oh, God. Is it gray, silver? Um, I can't remember exactly. I know the one with the hopscotch off the cliff. Yeah. Was one of them, but that was just one. There was like two or three. Um, I remember Right Now was on there. Um, Adidas was on there. I know one of them had to be a greatest hits, but I know there were a couple albums mixed in there too. I don't know. But anyways, I started, so I had a tiny bit of corn introduced to myself and, that, that I would, <laughs> we used would, to listen we used to play, uh, listen to it while we were playing Halo 2 oh, yeah. and we only had the one CD player so somebody would be plugged into the music while they were playing Halo 2 and we just take turns listening <laughs> to Korn just like yeah we started listening I mean, the to fucking ghost. a lot of music while we are doing other tasks I'd be doing, listening to music while doing something else was a yeah. very common thing uh, so anyways 80s playlist that really blew up that, that was a, such a cornerstone of my music foundation it really was that became truly where the rest of my music taste would be based off of. Because mm. um, truthfully, now I really don't listen as much ACDC. I like ACDC, but I like it much smaller doses. Like, I like, like okay, that was fun. I'm like, that's enough. Um, for me, I guess, to kind of get to a little bit of a bigger point, um, what I love about music, for me, what makes me connect to music and uh, just gets me going, I have a hard time understanding lyrics. Uh, I heard that actually there's a name for that when you can't understand lyrics. When you, it's also when you um, when you're in a crowd, like if you're at, the, at a really overpopulated bar and it's really loud. You have a hard time understanding the person in front of you, and everybody else can understand oh, that person. Really? There's, a, there's a, like a thing. It's a thing. I, I barely just found this out. Uh, I thought it was just. I have a hard time. I'll, I'll I won't lie to you. I'll probably nod to you and just smile. Mm. Uh, I cannot understand most of the shit you're saying. Probably, <laughs> I have to like. No wonder we're having like really wings that in. one time. And I was kept having to repeat myself. I remember that one time. We it's had a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me to pick out words when it's a whole bunch of noise. Oh, okay. So I have a hard time picking out lyrics. Um, that doesn't mean I dislike music. And if anything, I think that's helped empower my music taste. I have a huge variety. Um, I guess I'd sort of glance this over. One of those early influences I had my my grandpa, my um, aunts, my um, other aunts. They all listened. Even my mom. 
listen to a lot of different um, older Spanish music, uh, Mexican music very specifically, and uh, that became also a huge uh, nostalgic part of my, and even something I continuously listen to today. And even though I don't know, I'm not fluent in Spanish, I only know I'm like broken Spanish. Uh, I love that. I love that music. I love the, um, even if I can't understand a single word in a song, I can still really love a song. And I have a lot of that for a bunch of different types of languages. Uh, just, I don't think you need to know lyrics and enjoy music. For me, it's all about uh, the emotion and the intent in the like the music, the melody, the instruments, everything behind it. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah I've been I, listening to like German pop music and stuff lately, and it still translates. Yeah, yeah. You don't need no lyrics. I and mean, people, I hate when people say that, like, "Oh, I can't. How can you listen to it? You don't understand it." Right. For me, it's so like lyrics are cool. I love when, especially when there's really great lyrics. Mm-hmm. I love lyrics. Like I love good lyricists. Like I like you know tom waits a lot because he has that aspect where there's like a character and his music is almost theatrical and there's like you can understand the lyrics and that's like a big part of it or like hip-hop but like i don't need it Mm. you know it's like just a different thing you can have a different you know i don't know uh i like obviously especially a good chorus because choruses are the one thing i can't understand i can get a chorus don't worry but i I always get a good chorus and then everything else falls apart (laughs) the verses i'm like um there's only like one song i fully memorized and it's like literally the uh, a weird owl song so. <laughs> Out of anyone, a weird I, th- I, mean, fair, I thought, I thought you were gonna one? be like, I get knocked down, I can't get up. To be fair, the, the take the, never gonna take never. a picture by Filter is a song <laughs> that I can song. actually, if you play it, I can see that one all the way through. Mm. Um, but my uh, point is, I really like these things that are more on the cerebral end. There's more synthy, um, there's certain energy that's not necessarily uh, high. Well, it can be high energy. I do like a lot of high energy music too, but I like it. That's also if, I feel like the best way for me to describe it, and maybe Mike can help give me some vernacular here, but I like literally feels like it's just synced up to my brain. And like I feel like a, me- I don't like a metronome. Even if it's fast paced or exciting, it has a certain vibe that comes chill to me. Mm. So um, like a, okay. There's study music like that. It's supposed to activate like your certain brain waves, like the yeah. beta waves or something like that. I, yeah. I can't remember, but the they, it sounds kind of yeah. Um, you like the movement of the music. Yeah. So when it's low, chill to hype like it'll really affect it on what you're talking what you're kind of um i think that's what you're talking about it's like the movement it when it's it's all together it's the, the sound effect the music the, the bpm the way the um the song transitions the how it kind of takes you to a journey mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing like that is that yeah i feel like i can really feel when someone's did a song with the intent of some kind of emotion behind mm. it. I really, I feel, maybe that's just me speaking on my ass. Maybe like I could be wrong. Like for me, something I've been wanting to look up recently is I feel like Coldplay's first album is amazing. It's like unbelievably raw, unbelievably emotional. Um, and for all I know, maybe that was wrong. Maybe I'm wrong and there's actually a music producer behind every single one. But <laughs> um, I think those are like, I feel like those are very good example of original band songs. I think I haven't looked it up. So that's a good example. I'm, uh, that was my you point. You like Coldplay? I, I love uh, for Coldplay's first. I fucking love Coldplay. First People three hate albums. me for it. Those first three albums are killer. Same. Falls off a little bit for me. I really like their new album. If you listen to it, I yet. haven't listened to it. It's yet. actually pretty cool. I'll check it out. Um, but damn, Parachutes, unbelievable album. Unbelievable, like everything about it. Uh, kind of get through my points. So I don't drag on too long. Uh, that leads me to things that I really like. Uh, Moby um, is a huge one, obviously. Uh, kind of going to my nowadays stuff. Moby, Childish Gambino is a huge artist for me now. Um, I still listen to 
a lot. Um, one of my my favorite song. I do actually have a favorite song, um, which is I've narrowed it down. You have a favorite. I song. I have a favorite song. Wow. With, of all, of, out of all of them, of all time, without a doubt, it's a song that I can play over and over again. And you should probably know what it's out there. Um, all right, so see if you can guess. Yeah, it. you should know, um, it. Mr. Best Friend. Favorite song ever. I've only posted about it. I've gushed about it. Hold on. Let's see how good of a best friend you I'm are. Trying to think of how many. Look, I got. I got. There's definitely like a list. Um, not the Wild Darkness one. Right? I'll give you. It's not Moby. Okay, it's not Moby. It's okay. not Moby. Surprisingly, I'll give you one last hand. It's the pl- the song I listen to with the plane. Oh, oh, oh! The Grizzly Bears. Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Okay, that what? makes sense. Two weeks by Grizzly Bears. I haven't heard, heard about it in a little while. <laughs> I, I almost keep that one reserved for myself. I don't ah. know. I, yeah, that's the thing that like threw me off about it. I was like, I know you have your plane takeoff song, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't realize you I, I heard you the play Grizzly you know, Bears. Yeah. Actually, that well, that's my like. That's the only song I truly know. I'm not gonna give myself. I remember that the much first credit. time you heard it, you fell back into the pool uh, in high school listening to that. You played on the sound system outside, and we were all swimming. You sort of just fell back. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> Those feelings are coming back. <laughs> that song is just. That's a good song. And yeah, it's a really, really good song. It's yeah. a song I totally don't know lyrics from. I cannot sing along, but I Just love not. every second of it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know Karaoke sound. <laughs> what I like about that song, it's it's really different from when it came out. It mm-hmm. just did it. It's like I know a lot of people and a lot of hipsters kind of lean on it, and you know, fuck it. Yeah, you know, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them all. Like. Fuck the people who's like, oh, that's a hipster song, or like people who listen to that kind of music are like Muffer and Sons, and they, yeah. they just compile all this um, don't indie, let, don't let anybody indie shame alternative, you, right? yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I just I I do like the guy's falsetto, mm-hmm. how he controls it, and everything, and and just like the structure of the song. It's I don't even know where the fuck he's from. Um, yeah. the, that band. But I don't want to know. I don't want to know who he is. I don't want to know who he came where he came from. I just yeah. yeah you just want to experience. It's it just very obviously to yeah. me. I think there's a lot of emotional intent behind the whole song. And there's just I love the the music video is so simple. I feel again that reinforces that emotional intent. It's just I feel like in high school uh, we got hit with that one. Wake up by Arcade Fire. Yep, and a few. I feel like there's one or two more all at the same time. Like all those songs hit us at once. I can make it real safe. I can make this real easy. I have a playlist, very brief one. Uh, By the way, if you ever want to follow me on Spotify, I have some great playlists. This guy legit has a shit ton of playlists. He's curated a Moby playlist. He's not even the music guy. Here, hold on. Let me. Let me. I just want to tell you behind. Let me. Let me. While he does that, I'm gonna figure out how many hours the Moby playlist is. To be fair, the the reason why I got a playlist is I I trained myself trained on iPods from young age because again, I wanted an 80s playlist. That was probably really the major thing. I wanted. That's when it started. Vice City. Yeah, for Vice City. And then I was like, wait, I can build playlists. That and was, I continuously made playlists, and then for whatever reason, I my phone I can never save the playlist properly. So every time I got an upgrade to a new iPod or iPhone or whatever, I always had to remake them. So I've remade playlists a lot. So I never uh, really have a. It doesn't slow me down. <laughs> the Art of Moby by Brandon Salas, seven hours and thirty-one minutes. It has songs from every single album. <laughs> it does, it's, and it's not a discography. I, I saw through it. He com- yeah. picked those songs. The, the only ones I like. This was intentional. Um, um, so you would you would say the '80s playlist is technically your first playlist ever first, made? Yeah, my first yeah. true playlist. Yeah. Do you have another '80s playlist? I do on Spotify. You can find my '80s. Uh, the closest thing I have to that my original '80s playlist, which is called the 1980s. Uh, literally, it's spelled the 19, like the word, and then '80s because I was just trying to be unique. But 
And then, uh, really Brand, nice. if you look up his name, Brandon Salas, yeah. with a Z in the end. Disclaimer, uh, Halloween 2019, uh, that was me. S-A-L-A. I'm going to delete that right now. No. Oh, don't. No, don't. Yeah, yeah, delete it. I want to keep it for next year so I can modify it. So, to kind of wrap myself up, because I know I'm going kind of long here. Basically, the easiest way for my, my, my top songs is a playlist called Stay Solace. These are songs I can listen to almost basically on repeats. And it just calms me down. It gets me back in my vibe, and it's my—it's probably my core of my favorite song. This... Ironically enough, I'm no. I, actually, I think I even have. I literally, I think I have everybody in here. So it's uh, like Arcade Fire. I, I got like three songs by Arcade Fire: Suburban War, Everything Now, and Wake Up. Wake Up is probably my all-time favorite That's Arcade a Fire. Very song. good song. Same kind of vibes as two weeks for me. Like it, it I love a way. driving to that song as a teenager, just through like sort of open country. You know what I mean? Just that was really good. Um. I love Sober by Childish by Childish Gambino. While I like Childish Gambino's entire discography, that's the one song that once again leans that's into my the, favorite song. Yeah, it leans into the chill vibes I like. Again, the kind of that music video. Important. I, li- I like Redbone because of the the ennui. <laughs> um, Memory Gospel by Go- Moby, my favorite Moby song. Memory Gospel, that shit chills me a hell out. Probably my least favorite song on here is Gone by Junior Junior. It just makes me it makes me happy. Uh, but I'll skip that one mostly. And then a weird a random song for you is Edge of the Ocean by Ivy. If you heard, if you listen to it, you've probably heard of it. Um, and then All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and, and SZA. You also have a, mix, don't you also though. have a Salas in Motion playlist? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I incorporated, I incorporated my song. names into yeah. a lot of playlists. Yeah. <laughs> the Salas playlist. Check it out, guys. <laughs> Link in the bio. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, Spotify. Just go to Spotify. Brandon Salas. Z in the end. Sala, S-A-L-A-Z. What he said. That's how you can find me. Mm-hmm. So let me get off my, let me, because I already know I went Do you want to talk long, about so. like, wait, oh, that was like your sort of your now? Your yeah, that's pretty much okay. my now. It's okay. the easiest way to understand my now. I listen to a whole bunch of music. I have a huge writing. Um, and you do a lot of editing and things like that, so it's important that you have that. Yeah, yeah. Mike can attest to that. I listen, I like my limits, I guess I'll briefly cover. I do, I'm not a big fan of like intense screamo. I like some screamo elements. I definitely got into emo phase when I was in that age. I Going through those years of sound. I liked some of it, uh, but when it was too when it was too heavy on the screamo end, like bless the fall and stuff like that, I'm yeah. like, this just that, sucks. That if, wasn't hem- heavy. Oh, it wasn't. All. Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I liked I liked Chiodos and stuff where they like implemented little pieces of like yeah screamo. But then yeah, like when it was, it was, like, when it was too melody- overpowering, I was like fuck off. Like, yeah, I just yeah. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> for me, it was I, I couldn't swallow that. Um, you fuck off. Modern day you country in general. Modern day country. I'm blech, but I love old country. If you give me some like Ooh. George Strait and into the past, basically anything prior to George Strait. I don't know. Dolly Parton, man. Hank Williams. Dolly Parton. Hank Dolly Parton's really good. Do you hear her original version of uh, "I'll Always Love You"? Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff. <laughs> Willie yeah, Nelson. Willie Nelson's uh, I like Willie, yeah. Rap. I can listen to the majority Cash. of rap. I think it's Will just modern Jones. country and heavy me- um heavy screamo. I just just a heavy metal. Yeah, heavy well, I guess it's metal. Typically the scream though. I mean this I, I can listen to like heavy metal. I like metal that doesn't involve Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's a right. scream right. element that gets me. That's so, scream, scream. scream metal. Hardcore. I can even take some black metal. But it's just like when the screamo comes in, I'm like, I don't know, for some reason it's it loses me. It's hardcore, I think, is what you guys are referring to. Um, but like for me, yeah, I mean, give me anything else, I'll pretty much be, indul- be able to enjoy it. Nice. I even got some Bollywood songs. I mean, that's mostly because of Marzana, but I do. Yeah, okay, so um, 
that was that was that was a lot. No, yeah, I'm just joking. Oh. But no, no, I mean, no, you're fine. No, I, 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 it's a hard I, topic to do short. This one, no, this episode probably will go. No, it's long. fine. That's okay. I think people will enjoy. It. I mean, I, I enjoyed everything. I, that, I thought that was good. I really, I, I liked listening to you. It was a really interesting insights. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. For- actually, I do want to kind of just really clarify, just because I think that it'll be important as we both go into. So again, for me, emotional base. That's definitely a heavy part of why I listen to music. Um. That, that's the core of it like that be able to connect to it and just feel the energy of a song so okay. I, just want, I just really want to clarify that so we can kind of com- compare and contrast all of mm. each other okay um yeah okay so going into me um yeah no i remember uh like vividly kind of uh i don't know being aware of music from a young age um i remember even like my grandpa would show me different like silent films and stuff like that and be aware of like the soundtrack and the orchestra and kind of the uh you know, and film soundtracks and things like that, I would kind of, you know, just, I would always kind of be able to pick them out, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like the James Bond theme or, I don't know, uh, less the songs in Disney movies and like the scores from like, uh, you know, like Terminator, Aliens and stuff like that. I would like mouth along with them and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's so cool sounding. And I would just kind of be aware of the noise and uh, the sound and kind of what it was doing. Um, but also, yeah, my dad listened to a lot of music um, when I was a little kid. And so I vividly remember like sort of like David Bowie songs and like Nirvana specifically from when I was a really little kid. Like I think some of my earliest memories probably had that music. And then obviously Queen, like I mentioned, because I watched uh, Wayne's World and there was like the great headbanging bit. And I had heard, you know, We Will Rock You and other movies. And it kind of like all that stuff was sort of circulating around. So like I would like I figured out which CD was the Queen one. You know, I saw Freddie Mercury and Brian May and everybody on the cover. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I would put it in the the disc player and I would listen to it and I would remember which songs were which like the numbers because I couldn't read yet and uh you know so I'd listen to Bohemian Rhapsody and We Will Rock You and you know and then just as a byproduct of listening to those songs and kind of having it on I got curious about what else was on there and so I would like switch over and listen to uh, another one bites the dust I liked a lot too oh yeah um quick interruption yeah I fucked up and realized my first true CD was the Pokemon um first movie soundtrack and I loved it the shit out of it I didn't have not had any hesitation and that was a song from four five years old oh nice so Okay, and I remember very vividly uh, as well um, in the similar vein. I remember very vividly hearing "Heart's Filthy Lesson" by David Bowie from mm. the Outside album on the stereo, just bumping and like kind of the the weird. I remember being very like aware of just the weirdness of what he was doing with the music on that song, and kind of like how it was like so attractive but so strange, and uh, you know stuff like that. Like you know, really popped out at me. And then I had a similar experience too. Uh, you know, kind of jumping ahead in time a little bit. Uh, when I was in about second grade, I was living in Buffalo um, up to that point. And then when I was in second grade, my dad had to do a year residency for, um, uh, you know, as a doctor. And so we went down to, or was it his fellowship? I think it was his, it must've been his fellowship, not his residency. And so we moved down to Richardson. Uh, we relocated uh, uh, temporarily for a year down to Richardson, Texas, which is sort of a little bit outside of uh, Dallas. It's actually closer to Dallas than where me and Brandon grew up when we met. It's like 20 minutes North of it, maybe. Palmer, maybe even like, fifteen. Hold on. Uh, oh. down and you're sounding. Out. Oh no worries. Um, but yeah, yeah, Richardson. It's really close to Dallas. Um, and uh, before that, actually, I think a big reason I kind of had the experience that Brandon did, where I felt like my senses just bloomed, uh, was because, and I just felt more aware of everything and more in touch with everything, is because. I don't know, just being in New York, like I had my family up there and I loved them and I had, it was like really close with my grandparents and luckily they would come down and visit uh, frequently actually, you know, when I think about it, they came down a lot um, and so I still got to see them. Um, but uh, something about the weather and just like the general environment, it was very like economically depressed and it was always like just an overcast, you know what I mean? It was very oppressive weather and it just seemed like there were, people were just ruder in the Northeast and everybody's like, kind of miserable and 
something about it really got me. So I had like a lot of problems with like anxieties, like from the time I was like a little kid, you know what I mean? I'd like kind of make myself sick and I would want to go to school and I was just like worried about the weather. I don't know if it was the weather, just the entire environment, like Mm -hmm. just like the people. Uh, the kind of like the attitudes, and I just feel like there was like more stress and something about it. Was just it like, like, hey, hey, kid, fuck you, yeah, kid. Yeah, everything <laughs> short of that. Well, I mean, I, okay. I, I don't know if it like how circumstantial it was or what you know mm. what played into it. Um, but I remember you know just getting in trouble a lot in school and not understanding why, and then like mm. crying. You know what I mean? And just kind of like always like kind of being confused and just sort of like terrified. And then uh, for whatever reason, when we moved to Texas. I felt way way better, and it's just like the you know, sky was blue and it was warm and I, I enjoyed my school more, even though it was even in worse area. Like you got Mexican ri- food. Uh, I do, actually, that was a big part of it. Yeah. I fucking loved Mexican food. I found that out when we moved down there, I ate it. I was like, this is amazing. Um, but, uh, we went to Papacitos, uh, near Dallas that's and I, I fucking loved it. Papacitos. Papacitos. Yeah. I think that's what it was called. I don't know what that wow. means. Yeah. It's probably well, super if white. You say it in, yeah. If you say it in Spanish, Papacitos, Papacitos, which is like, <laughs> what does it mean? It just means like, like uh, it's kind of like a, a slang term for like ca- like calling a male sexy, but it's kind of like <laughs> all, I believe but like that. daddy at the same yeah. time. I believe like a daddy. I believe it's like a creepy ass slang term that was poorly translated that I didn't get, but uh, because it was probably found it was probably opened by a white guy. But uh, anyway, but yeah, no, I had my first uh, my first jalapeno pepper there, and nearly like I felt like I thought Ooh. it was gonna kill me. Like I just ate an entire one in one go because I was an adventurer. Um, but yeah, just moving down there, it just felt way better. I just felt like everything bloomed. Like I was just aware of my environment. I had all kinds of trouble sleeping specifically as a little kid in New York. Like I would just not want to go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like I just, something about it. I would get really anxious right before bedtime and start freaking out because I had this fear that I was going to, everyone else in the house would fall asleep and I'd be alone in the dark kind of all night. You know what I mean? And I'd just kind of be trapped like that sort of. And everyone else would be unconscious. If I tried to wake them up, they'd become upset because they were trying to sleep and I would just kind of be alone. Uh, in a dark house and so, so i don't know that just sort of disappeared i just kind of forgot about it when i was in texas and i remember it happened once or twice while i was down there but i was able to kind of get over it you know what i mean i was just way less anxious just way happier way you know what i mean and the weird thing is too is like in richardson the school i was going to was in a way worse area like it was definitely like i remember walking to school one day because my mom would walk us to school every day my little brother who's four years younger than me would be in like a baby stroller and then my older brother, uh, we'd be walking alongside us because he was going to the same elementary school. And I remember my mom finding a, uh, God, it must have been, I don't know what it was exactly, but in the grass, there was like a, a sort of rusted, uh, it was like an inhalant, like a drug of some kind that you inhale through your nose, like not like a popper, but something kind of like that. And she just saw it in the grass and she like picked it up and it's like, yeah, hey kids. So yeah, like stay away from like this kind of thing because this is definitely used as like a, you know, this is like a drug. They like kind of twist it and then they inhale it and get super high. So, you know, don't do that. It's really bad for you. And she threw it back into the grass and wiped her hands off and we kept walking. And I was like, huh, okay, I'll watch out for that shit, you know? Um, but like, it was definitely like a, a slightly worse area because it was way closer to like sort of inner city Dallas uh, than the suburb that I was going to school in up in Buffalo. But I, I don't know. For some reason, I was a lot happier, though, and I remember having more friends and just enjoying myself a lot more. And the music, too, really affected me. And I remember specifically my dad was uh, listening to some newer stuff, so he got, like, Eminem CDs, and I heard that. Like, Stan, I remember hearing in the car and just being like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? Like, why is he, was he yelling bitch? Yeah, yeah, why they, to Eminem. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was listening. He was like, this is really good. This guy's actually not bad. <laughs> and, and Nirvana. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I know. Yeah, was he a, a young, how old was your dad? Was he young? Um, at that time, because he's in his early 60s now. Uh, so he's probably, he had to be, I don't believe he was in his 30s because they had me when they were, 
I want to say mid to later 30s. So he's probably in his 40s like at that 41, time. 41, 42? Yeah, he's probably in his early 40s. Damn, he was yeah. pretty hip then. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, he's like, he said the, the 90s was like a missed decade for him because he was just in medical school. So like, oh. but the thing is he found certain, like, I, I don't know, that's like true and not true at the same time because he listened to a lot of really good 90s music. So like he was... Uh, listening he was like really up on all the grunge stuff and a lot of like sort of the great female vocalists around that time he was listening to you know what i mean and there's a lot of stuff from that period that he was like really had a finger on the pulse on like i remember he was listening to uh i think like natalie merchant and like you know he listened to garbage and i think uh, sarah mclaughlin and stuff like that not as much sarah mclaughlin shenette o'connor he really liked that was the one he really liked but there was a lot of like music from the 90s that he uh, was aware of but he con- cons- considers it like a lost decade because he was in medical school the whole time and if you know anything about medical students they're like 10 years their life is a blur yeah like during oh, that whole period they're just piled yeah. with work the entire time they're barely sleeping you know but he was into a lot of stuff and i heard moby during that period too and i remember i think i mentioned this on an earlier podcast but the album uh was it hits between like 93 and 90 Oh, it's a yeah. compilation album. Yeah, like uh, 95 to 97, I think. Yeah, he had that 93 one. 93 to 97. And, and he had like go and play, but specifically that one in the song First Cool Hive. Like when I hear that, it just takes me back to being in the back of my dad's car in Richardson, driving somewhere at night and just hearing that song, you know, like coming back from like a store or, or whatever. And I swear to God, it just puts me back in that place. And it's just amazing. It's like this very tactile feeling you know what i mean i'm like man i just remember it so vividly you know from that and uh yeah but there was a lot of music i, I was really aware of music at that time too because i just i don't know something about it. it's like i just sort of felt like i came alive and uh then the funny thing is like there was it was kind of a double-edged blade because when i moved back up to new york the next year i was way more anxious and like way worse because like i was like back there but i don't know if somehow i'd like kind of like broadened my horizons a little bit more i, I don't know and i was just kind of like miserable and then uh a year or two later, we ended up moving back down to Texas because my dad uh, got a job offer with some people that he had worked with when he was there the previous time. And they were like, hey, we kind of want you back. Like, can we convince you to do that? And I moved to Texas and I was happy again because there was sunlight. And, and that's when we met. And then me and Brandon met. Yeah. And I had friends finally. Yeah. I had a friend. I had a really good friend who introduced me to a lot of other friends. And like, I just, I don't know, like I just sort of came alive. And, uh, you know, during that time, I sort of had a lot of uh, my parents' music. Like, I remember listening to the Ramones and Led Zeppelin specifically. I took to like a lot of 70s stuff. Um, David Bowie, I got more into, I kind of went in and out with him because my dad was always listening to him. Uh, but I remember getting really, I think into his music around seventh or eighth grade, maybe is when I really kind of focused more on it and like actively tried to listen to it. But, uh, when did you two start creeping in for you? Cause I know uh, that's been a big, my dad one. was always listening to, Oh, you know what? It was probably about third grade is when I really noticed them because my dad listened to a lot of you two as well because he grew up with them from like the eighties on. And I remember specifically the Beautiful Day CD was kind of floating around the house and my brother had it listening to it on a CD it's player. Joshua Tree, right? Uh, what's up? Is that Joshua Tree? No, no, Beautiful Day was Beautiful Day. It was its own album. album? Okay, it was like the, That was like their late 90s one. Mm. And, and then Joshua Tree uh, was after that. Joshua Tree was uh, the 80s. That was like one of their classic. Fucking, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I remember hearing that and I listened to it on my brother's CD player and stuff. And uh, I was just like, man, this is this makes me feel so good, <laughs> you know? But uh, but yeah, I was listening to a lot of my parents' music for like a long time. Like I remember just kind of being steeped in them because I didn't kind of try. I was not like random. I wasn't like trying to resist it. Like I was actually actively like, this is really amazing, some of this. And uh, maybe it's because my dad was listening to some stuff that was like really, like that I was hearing about in school and stuff like Eminem. I don't know. Maybe that like kind of changed my perspe- perception of it. But uh, I remember... I got really interested in their music, like really specifically, probably because I had met Brandon and I had friends now and I had people to kind of share it with. I remember becoming real, much more interested in their music and, and then just becoming more aware of things and wanting to have interests. I remember listening to like Led Zeppelin, which they had, you know, albums of and, 
you know, still listen to Queen and like, you know, David Bowie. I was kind of getting more and more into as time went on. I'm trying to think of who else around that time. Like ACDC, I listened to too. Probably Brandon helped with that. Um, but yeah, I was kind of listening to a lot of their music and then I didn't kind of start coming into my own, I don't know, seventh, eighth grade maybe. Yeah, like that was my of, time because yeah. that's why the seventh, eighth grade is when I made my 80s. That's when, that's when I started to try to actually seek out my own interests. I remember, I remember, I think it was either. I, I look because I knew people in school because me and Brandon ended up going to different middle schools because my parents moved across town and so I had other friends and they didn't I, I don't know there, there was just like more I don't know like judgment like I was kind of trying to be friends with people who were more uh, ruthless typical kind of kids where they're like you know have their interests and they think you're not cool if you're not into them and stuff like that so I was kind of trying to like figure out what people were actually listening to so I feel like it maybe <laughs> I mean I was like the exact opposite I'm like getting made yeah. I was getting made fun of because I was bonding with my my English teacher over 80s music oh really uh, open I mean well I was I was still listening to mine like that was the thing is like I would like show up to school in like my Led Zeppelin shirts and stuff like that and I like wasn't fitting in but I was just kind of like kept yeah. going but just sort of like was beaten down <laughs> and uh and then uh I remember I think some of my friends were into Chiodos and I think I got into that a little bit and that I actually kind of liked um, and I think I really started to kind of open myself up to try to find actual interests of my own, maybe the summer between eighth and ninth grade. And I remember literally being on a friend's Facebook page and seeing 30 seconds to Mars as a listed band. And it wasn't even somebody they were crazy mm. into because I talked to them about it later and they're like, Oh yeah, I didn't really like them that much. But I was like, that sounds like a cool band. I'm going to look them up and get into that because that's like what kids are doing right now. And I, 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 I want to fit in finally. <laughs> I don't want to feel like a freak anymore. So I started, did like I did. Yeah, no, I actually, I got, I got really into them for about like maybe like a year or so I ended up, uh, Ninth grade was where it like really kind of blossomed. Well, okay, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself here. In middle school, uh, the interesting thing was like that's kind of when I got more into David Bowie. And that was like, again, still sort of my dad's interest, but I kind of like leaned into it. And uh, I was listening to a lot of that. And the interesting thing about that was uh, listening to Bowie. It kind of got me into different like sort of books and like works of literature and stuff because he would kind of reference 1984. One of his albums was supposed to be a 1984 concept album, but he didn't get the rights. So he kind of skirted around it and so i was like oh that's really interesting so that actually got me into writing uh listening to hearing catching the uh literary references in david bowie's music while i was sitting in the car with my dad and he was listening to it he would kind of explain the background to me he's like yeah they were uh he was trying to adapt uh, george orwell's 1984 and i was like oh that sounds really cool and you know like he wrote this book and it takes place in the future and he's kind of trying to i don't know make a political statement based on uh I don't know, sort of like a science fiction story and problems that he sees in the world now and project them into the future and think about like how they could get out of hand. And I was like, that's cool. And so I kind of like that got me into like 1984. And then like, you know, around the same time, I kind of noticed a clockwork orange and stuff like that, too. And, and David Bowie had all these references in his song. So I was kind of trying to I was like, that's that's really cool. So he's like a rock star and people like him and think he's interesting. Uh, and also he's like really literate. And I was like, that that's interesting to me because like, that's like, I don't know, like that means I could kind of have a power based in something that like I like, you know what I mean? That actually gets me going. You know what I mean? That kind of charges me up. Like I could actually have some agency in the world through, I don't know, literature and through ideas. Like mm. that's actually like some people admire that. And I was like, that's really interesting. And so listening to David Bowie really kind of opened me up to that idea. And then so in yeah. that, I think late eighth, late eighth grade, we definitely started really developing our own music taste. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel like we started thinking like listening to the Who Done It ages. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah, like yeah. all the music that we're adding. Oh yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Because Jack Crystals were definitely becoming more prominent yeah, during that no, time. Yeah, that's period. when I got into them. Was around that time because we had listened to uh, we'd watched the Clerks movie too, and it had that soundtrack, and I was interested in Kevin Smith's soundtrack because yeah. he had like Bad Religion and stuff on there. So I like kind of started getting soundtrack. into that stuff a little bit. And was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was I think it was around like eighth grade. I kind of started cooking, and then ninth grade it just sort of like then like 
boiled over. Yeah. Well, and then you start having more and more freedom to actually get your own songs. I think that's, yeah. I think honestly that has a huge play into it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. I, it's hard for you to understand because I didn't listen to radio at all. So the idea of getting yeah, new music yeah. was like a hard thing for me to understand. I yeah, know. that was tough for me too. I was like, what are people listening to? I just want to like, I want to be able to, I want to be able to like understand my peers. So like, I can I was like, like buy I want, my own yeah. CDs or anything. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. And then like, yeah, no, because ninth graders weren't really exploded. Eighth grade, we were kind of like, kind mm-hmm. of beginning to YouTube. wind up and then yeah no exactly and youtube helped a lot because you could just look anything up mm-hmm. you know what i mean you didn't have to steal it you could just kind of like look it up and listen to anything that somebody had mentioned and finally get the fucking reference <laughs> you know and uh but yeah i remember around ninth grade is when i really started coming into my own and really looking for stuff so i listened to 30 seconds to mars but then i ultimately ended up getting into uh my chemical romance and liking them Ooh. way 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 better and uh, finally being like, wow, Gerard Way seems like a good guy. Jared Leto seems like kind of an asshole. Like, he's kind of full of himself. And so, like, I kind of got... ego there. Yeah, no, way more. Yeah, and it's, like, clear, too, even back then. And uh, I, I got more into them. And then I had this phase shift, too. How did where... you get that? How did you get that he's a, he has? I'm just ego. watching watching interviews with him. I, I just mean, you just listen to the music. Just the way he carried. Just researching. Well, no, I, just I would researching. watch because I got the things that I got into. I would get so into them that I would like look at everything. And mm. I watched a bunch of his interviews and stuff like that because I admired him and I wanted to be like him. I was like, this guy's cool. And then like the more I kind of like listen to him talk oh. and saw his interviews and the way he kind of engaged with people, I was like, this guy's like really self obsessed. It felt like based yeah, on, it's yeah, pretty yeah. easy oh, okay. to connect when you start yeah. hearing his songs and then you watch the music videos and like. His music sort he of. He knows of, he's hot shit. Yeah, and I, I do really like his songs. Like those uh, first two albums, I do still. I don't mind listening to those occasionally. I do think there's some the really li- good songs. Yeah, the, they are, the music is really good, but at the same time, there's something that just doesn't quite connect in the lyrics and the emotional content of the music too. Like it's like it's good and it's catchy, but there was always this part of me that felt like it doesn't feel like it's based on lived experience so much mm. as what he thinks people want to hear, almost to some degree, kind of mix, mixed in with his own. I, you know, I'm not saying he's completely uncreative, but. I don't know something about it felt a little cold to me. Whereas with my chemical romance, I was like, these guys are really experiencing and feeling this. Comes back to the intent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the intent. I feel like, like pours yeah. the music intent. Well, yeah, heavily. yeah. My, my chemical romance just felt more real and genuine to me. And then halfway through ninth grade, I had this complete shift. Wow. I, what's Did up? Not expect that coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I had a complete shift, and I, I twisted completely around, and I uh, got into punk rock. Please don't I kill think... us all, guys. What's up? Please don't kill us all, guys. Oh, why? What's up? My Chemical Romance. No, I no, I, I liked them. On them. No, I didn't hate them. No, I oh, liked no, them no. a lot. Yeah, no, I, I started liking them. But yeah. I had this, I had this complete shift where I got really into punk rock, and I kind of distanced myself from like the emo thing. Like it was just like I was just trying things out. It was kind of that phase where I was just trying to be different things. But like, it wasn't like a contemporary trend. I wanted to be a punk rocker from the late '70s, and mm-hmm. I thought modern trends were bullshit. <laughs> and so like, I uh, got really into the, the angst s- came in. The angst came in heavy. Yeah, like it was like all this like just anger and like fear and sadness and all this shit that had just built up my whole life I finally just like exploded and decided I could express myself and uh, yeah I got into punk rock from the late 70s uh, the Sex Pistols specifically I was super into oh. and I listened to like The Clash Sex Pistols The Damned you know what I mean just kind of like getting uh, Susie and the Banshees I listened to as well like Sid Vicious's solo stuff was terrible but I listened to it anyway and pretended to like it I just kind of like made myself like it um, but yeah I listened to that for a period I just wanted to be like a punk rocker and then that segued me into liking black flag and minor threat and stuff like that dead kennedys i listened to because like i was like i want to hear the american stuff from the 80s and so i like i listened to all that stuff and i just wanted to do like punk like i wanted to be into punk rock and i was like this is fucking good because for me it was just like this like sort of meteoric force of expression where you just it, it, it was the music was very simple but there was like a political message and there was an intent like i liked that the music had meaning mm-hmm. like i really liked that there was a purpose for it like it was just like this active complete 
like social and creative like rebellion you know what i mean like it was saying something it was taking all these feelings that i had that were like so intense inside of me and just projecting them outward and doing something creative and constructive but just like fuck you kind of at the same time um but however i kind of softened up a little bit i evened out the rage sort of subsided some and uh as a byproduct of listening to music from that period, I discovered other people who were contemporaries and who were inspired by the first wave of punk, but then started making more sophisticated music. So I discovered that Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols started doing Public Image Limited, which was like more of like a new wave experimental band. I listened to Joy Division, which was the big oh, one. I yeah. really loved them. Um, and I had been aware of them like maybe a year or two beforehand, but didn't quite get into them. And then kind of when I got into this period, it got me more interested because I was into all that 70s stuff. And then it kind of, it was funny too, because that, those influences wrapped around and got me back into David Bowie because he was making music in that time too. And Iggy Pop, who was a punk rocker who kind of evolved through the years. And, uh, you know, I listened to the Stranglers and they had that song Golden Brown. I listened to like all this really interesting stuff, the Talking Heads, you know what I mean? So I was listening to, I kind of got really interested in that almost like art rock post-punk movement from the eighties too. And it kind of broadened my horizons to get into punk and to be so deep into it because then it just kind of branched out into all these other types of music. dressed in all black. Uh, I mean, I did, but when I was like kind of doing the punk rock thing, I kind of went against that and started wearing like, you know, like punk rock band shirts and stuff like that. And then like mm-hmm. cut my hair and I, I I wanted it spiked, but not in like the stupid, like, you know, early, mi- early, mm-hmm. early mid 2000s frosted tips oh, way. Awesome. I wanted it to look fucked up like like I cut my own hair like Johnny Rotten or Sid Vicious used to. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, Damn. yeah, no, I know. I was just fucking angry. You dyed his hair red once. Yeah, I did dye I my mean, hair. You had to dye it back. Yeah. No, but when I was doing that, it, that was tenth grade. That was just after I, I kind of softened back up, and I decided I want to do the Gerard Way thing, and so I uh, dyed my hair all black with the red in the back, and then like after two days, the Texas school system was like, you got to fucking, you got to get rid of that. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> really? The yeah. Texas school? Yeah. System oh yeah, they wouldn't let you shit? do that. Yeah, they wouldn't let you do that. They wouldn't let you have like facial hair they wouldn't let you dye your hair distracting Damn. colors yeah they were fascists man i fucking, I fucking hated it and that <laughs> just, fueled, that just fueled the music man uh but yeah then when i got into high school too shit, i not uh, here uh, no i know right yeah but i i got it well i mean because they don't give a shit about education at all here but damn we're going there guys yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't the two teachers <laughs> don't get right, don't, right. teachers don't get any fucking resources here yeah. and then they just yeah yeah sorry yeah, so. okay sorry and anyway so that pivoted <laughs> me into high school and after i'd kind of gone through the punk rock phase found my own music, you know, destroyed everything and then rebuilt it all up. I kind of got into like a more reasonable, even area where I was like, I found what I actually liked. And I started listening to like, you know, like I discovered the weird thing is I always like go into the past and find things from all across, like kind of music history and kind of cherry pick and, you know, just get, I mean, I'll, I'll listen to things from the present too. Like I don't like purposely avoid it, but it's just, I go all over the place because there's like a lot that already exists. So I was listening to, uh, in high school, just keep it short. Like I started listening to like Tom Waits. I've listened to more David Bowie. I remember the, uh, soundtrack to lost highway i really loved me and brandon listened to that and kind of bonded over it um i got into daft punk i got mm. into godspeed you black emperor you know Listen stuff like a, that yeah uh, brian eno i got really into you know i was listening to his music you know just kind of like stuff all over the spectrum and uh now more lately now that i'm an adult um i'm trying to think of what i listened to actually let me just go into my playlist and i'll you know I mean, but i mean i like a bit of everything yeah um, that's the thing is when yeah. you I try to think of like almost a bit of everything because yeah. I, I got like or so much. <laughs> I didn't get in, I got into hip hop late though. I didn't get into that probably until after yeah. high oh, school. Oh, you like hip hop? I do. I wasn't yeah. sure. No, I do. You yeah, don't know yeah. that? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I we never just, see them. We really got music. We really got to hang out outside yeah, of. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, you're talking about how shitty our music tastes were earlier, and I was like, man, I don't know that bad. Like <laughs> that's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> we really do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, it's always business Work. with us. It guys. is. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. We need to. Yeah. 
I, yeah, let's do yeah. that. Hey, you know yeah. what? Let's have the yeah. podcast right now. Go get yeah, some beers. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, we're going to go out back and have sex. Um, but yeah, no, I... Um, <laughs> that escalated. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But uh, no, in uh, around like senior year of high school, it's kind of where I like kind of evened out and I just kind of picked from everything. I got into Johnny Cash too when I was in high school. Mm, I realized that's that where I got into Johnny Cash. I realized Cash. he was really good and I realized that country could be punk rock. And, uh, you know, I just kind of, I don't know. I just like kind of like my... my Tastes broadened. I got into hip hop eventually. I started the killers. out. Yeah, yeah. The ki- oh, the killers. Yeah, Ugh. the killers was a modern band I really liked. Uh, My Chemical Romance. You know, but there was a lot of stuff. Panic but I mean, the, like Panic at the Disco. No, yeah. Fall Out Boy. Uh, no. Panic, Panic no. at the Disco and Fall Out Boy. I'm not into. We're yeah, we're so actually much. pretty yeah. picky on our uh, yeah. emo music. Uh, <laughs> we were. Yeah. Paramore. There's, there's a lot of. Oh, I did like that. I like the yeah. first CD, the, the black and music. white one. Yeah. yeah. She was she was worse than she was she was a bitch too. From what I hear. Oh really? Actually, I feel like I have heard that. I had a cousin who. Got VIP tickets and like Jesus. completely, yeah, just like hi and like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but eventually I got into you know hip hop. I listen to some country, like I like uh, like the outlaw country, like Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and you know Willie Nelson and the people we mentioned before, like yeah. you know like uh, you know and uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr. You know stuff like Hank that. Hank Williams Jr. is great. Oh, he's fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, I listen to like a bit of everything. Um, you know, uh, right now, like on my playlist, just like looking at like the one that I kind of go to. Almost a bit of everything. Almost a bit of everything. Yeah, <laughs> like right now, I really like Sturgill Simpson. He's like a really good contemporary country artist, and he's kind of. It's I, true. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, like say, I wouldn't say that he's like a. He's not a, like a pop country artist at all. He's kind mm-hmm. of like this. Like, he's really popular, but he's almost like on that like independent. Level, Who? he's hard to describe. Sturgill Simpson, um, he's much more of that traditional vein, really. Yeah, like, yeah. but his influences are so eclectic. Like he's yeah. clearly drawing from so different different kinds of music. He's not just kind of doing something yeah. that he thinks will fit the genre. Mm-hmm. And also, like the other thing too is he didn't attend the CMAs because they refused to sort of uh, criticize the actions of Donald Trump because they didn't want to alienate their audience, audience. basically, who are like you know white <laughs> people in the South. And so he stood outside of the CMAs live streaming with a, a sign that said "Fascism sucks," and he had his guitar case open. And it was all donations to the NAACP, and uh, and he was just playing his guitar, taking donations, like and you know, right in front of the CMAs. And he's like, you know, fascism is bullshit. Ask me any questions that you want, so on and wow. so forth. It was just so That's cool. cool. I don't yeah, know. That. I fucking love him. Yeah, making the and news. he's just he, he's had a couple uh, long like interviews on Joe Rogan too. I think like three. Oh, okay. And he's just a really insightful, interesting guy. He talks about all the philosophy and stuff that he's read that kind of influences music, but not in like a pretentious way. He's just, like a really curious investigative kind of person who has like a lot of emotion too and that's what i love about his uh i love in a lot of his music he's got a lot of emotion there but there's some strong ideas so his lyrics when i listen to his fucking lyrics i have like the exact opposite thing as brandon like i listen to the lyrics and it's just like you hear the words that he's saying it's just so powerful you know what i mean i'm just like damn that is like a a really powerful idea so well expressed but it's like not pretentious it's very emotional and it hits hard like he has this one album called the sailor's guide to to earth and it's an album he wrote specifically for when his son was about to be born and it's like a guide to living life as a human being on earth basically and it's it's just like some of the lyrics are just so fucking beautiful like because he's speaking to his son and like i remember you know sometimes i'll just be listening to it in the car or something and kind of catch some of it i'll be like oh you know <laughs> uh, but he's really good but on my playlist right now i've got uh Sturgill Simpson. I have Ryuchi Sakamoto, who's a great, like, you know, Japanese. Like, he's like a, he was like a pop star in the 80s and has almost transitioned to being more of like an experimental composer and has done a lot of soundtracks. Um, I've got Moby. I've got Rihanna. I listen, to, I listen, to, I listen to a little bit of Rihanna uh, sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I started in Rihanna. I, I got Bri- yeah. Rihanna and Beyonce and Locke in like yeah. the 10th grade. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That was where I was And at. Leona Lewis. Leona Lewis. In love. I, yeah. I, I got special so special mentions in the uh, 20 minute part afterwards. Yeah. And I got uh, Patti Smith, New Order, which I got into around the same time as Joy Division, uh, Calvin Harris and Rihanna. 
uh, another Calvin Harris and Rihanna. I, I know which song you're talking about, too. Oh, good, Tom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Waits. I got Daft Punk, David Bowie. I got John Denver. Father John Misty. I like him, too. He's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, Tame Impala, I like. Empire of the Sun, Tears for Fears. I got some Kanye on here, it looks like. Uh, pre-crazy Kanye. The Chromatics, I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Gabriel, Arcade Fire, Lana Del Rey. Oh, so much music. Um, it's so easy to talk about this for on and on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just stuff like that. But I think the thing, just to wrap it up, uh, oh, Midge-Ear. Uh, it's, uh, how's his last name pronounced? It's U-R-E. He did this version of The Man Who Sold the World. He's a great artist from that new wave period, too. Um, anyway, um, and I've been listening to some German pop music sometimes too, because I was trying to like learn the language for something I was writing. So I've just kind of been immersing myself and I'll listen to like, and it, some of it's really good. They've got some really good music. Oh, uh, like 99 nine Luft balloons? Oh, uh, yeah. And like some, you know, stuff after that. And Kraut <laughs> Rock too from like the uh, 60s. Like it was almost like the, actually some of that fed into what David Bowie did on Low and Heroes and uh, Lodger, his Berlin trilogy. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by, you know, like Kraut Rock and then some of like the early electronic uh, German music, like Kraftwerk and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I've been listening to a little bit of that. That's really interesting. But I think the thing that ultimately I like there to be an idea. Um, I think that's the thing that really appeals to me about music, whether it's represented in the lyrics doesn't necessarily even have to be the case, but I I like that. I I liked the music as concept. Like I like that there's something that it's geared towards, you know what I mean? There's clearly some intention, some meaning like with punk rock. And I realized it as I was talking about it. Um, I don't like punk rock. I like the fact that it was a political statement. I don't know. It was a way in which young Fuck, I mean, like, let's face it, emotional teenage people could take the, all this emotion that's inside and all this angst and just kind of push it into something. You know what I mean? I, I loved that. Um, which is kind of what My Chemical Romance was to some extent, too. Concept like, albums. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and I love concept albums. Yeah, like David Bowie, all concept albums, basically, you know. And uh, that's the thing I loved about him is his music was so intellectually motivated, um, but yet it was so well written and there was feeling in there. You know what I mean? And, so I don't know. I like I like a really uh, powerful idea. I like music that really adheres to some kind of concept, and that even includes stuff like you know uh, Thelonious Monk, is a jazz uh, musician that I like, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, I forgot his name. Uh, Coltrane. Keep going. Uh, Keep but going. I mean, like Sorry. it's it's like jazz. So there's like <laughs> it's it's like all music, no words. But it's like there's still an idea there that mm. you can pick up on, and I, I love that. That's my favorite thing. I do like the feeling too, though. Like I like the emotion, but. Um, I don't know. I think concept, like a creative concept that's powerfully actualized. I think that's the thing I really mm. like about music. It makes so, sense. Yeah. And uh, sense. I'm sorry to have gone on there, but Mike, it's uh, if you want to go ahead and yeah, get into your thing. Uh, I feel we, like I was we, kind of all over the place and running on. We but. left about five minutes for Mike, so go ahead. All right. I'll be fast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We left like negative 20, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's like 30 years. It'll, right it'll now. be a long episode. Music's a powerful subject. You know what I mean? I think our audience will agree too. It's like it's something you can go on and on about, and people have a lot of ideas and feelings about it. So I think it's good that we do this. Well, uh, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for being here. I hearing, assume. <laughs> hearing you guys go through you guys' history, just I'm picking up sources of mine. I'm like, wow. Like, do you even think about it? I, I, yeah, I didn't even, <coughs> I didn't even think about it. I noticed you guys are, are heavily influenced uh, with your guys' parents and stuff. Mm. And for me, it's different. Mm. Completely different. <laughs> the first song that I fucked with hard that I rec- re- that I can... Recur- <laughs> Just like the, your posture and everything. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that I can recur like one of my earliest... I fucked with this hot song really hard is... Um, what is it called? 
You put your left foot in. You oh, put your man. Do you it know, was in preschool, and I was like, I fucking <laughs> love this song. I, I, I am all about the shit. <laughs> I got a preschool song, too. What, what's Actually, it called? Okay. Um, Hocus, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Hokey Pokey. Hokey Pokey. Pokey. Yeah. yeah, that was the, the teacher. We got lit in that class, and I was I kept fucking up, though. Like You know what I mean? I, I didn't have dance moves naturally. I was just like, shit, it was my right foot, not my left. <laughs> I remember being hard on myself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that was uh, the first recollection of music that I really fucked with a lot. And then um, throughout the years, I, I, I mainly got influenced by other people. I got influenced. I, I, I always liked being with other people, getting to know people um, as early as that I can remember. So if someone was into something, I'm like, oh, let me listen to that. And then now that's a part of me if I like it. And it's kind of like that. So... Throughout, pretty much this explains that itself explains my whole journey in music and um uh speaking which uh i grew up with three older cousins mm. um various i have huge you know i'm from a big mexican family and um our household was like a duplex so i had my aunts and uncles next next to me with their three kids and then me and my brother were in the other uh, uh, duplex uh, with me and my mom, my grandma. And um, uh, I was always hanging out with my cousins, hanging out with my brother and stuff. So they were into hip hop a lot. And uh, so I naturally got into hip hop very early. And they they started, you know, rapping and stuff. But before they even got there, before I skipped this, I had a, my oldest cousin at at the duplex whose name is Lee Lerma. Um, he shout out to Lee, shout out to Lee. <laughs> and he was into music a lot and, um, him being into it, it's kind of what got the rest of us kind of into it. Like he wanted to learn to guitar. He wanted a he had a drum set like, and I had a, my oldest, my, uh, uncle Jesse Lerma. He, he was actually a professional musician and he was like toured and stuff and uh, uh, Spanish. He's saying he has his own, made a couple of, a bunch of originals and, and a couple of covers. But like I have one of his um, early vinyls still. I was playing it the other day. Um, but he, since we should, showed interest into the music, he kind of like influenced that either hook us up with a guitar hook us up with a drum set he was just always just like there trying to like if you're into it like like he'll just like all right here here's this and here's that so he got him a guitar was showing him how to play and and um i believe he had a drum set but i, I didn't really see him play the drum set that often but he uh because of that um him learning guitar i wanted to learn guitar and so when he phased that out me and my my cousin Michael, uh, he was little. He's like three months younger than me. Like we're like the same fucking age, and year and stuff. Ah, uh, Mike and Michael, I get it. Now. Yeah, it's it's weird. We we were the Mikes, yeah. and uh, odd how that happened. Mm. But uh, uh, he was in the guitar, and I was in guitar, and we were like learning. We were like on guitar and uh, what is it called guitar tabs. I forgot what website. Guitar oh, tab yeah. pro. Oh jeez. And yeah. we're just like learning tags, like we're trying to one up each other, like, oh yeah, like I learned this song today. Yeah. And you know, we're just like kinda like had this like 
like I did family a feud. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just South and I had a bad phase. Yeah, I did like a half-assed version of that. I got a bass when I was in high school, and I was super into Joy Division, and they had some really good bass hooks. So like, I went to the tab websites and was just like, I learned, I learned a, a couple songs, but like, dude, I want to see you play bass. Dude, I fucking, <laughs> I can hold a tempo. <laughs> and uh, so I, my first song ever, I think I said it in a previous on a previous podcast first song i've ever played and learned was la bamba um by uh richie valens love that song it's great song. till today and um um coming when when my cousin older cousin lee was phasing out being a musician and getting and all that was getting like hand me down to his brothers and and me um he was still into music and he was into like old I don't know if he got gifted a, a CD, but he was playing this old, like, 19... I want to say 50s or 60s. I forgot what era it is, but... um, And I just, like, I heard it for the first time. I'm like, whoa, like, this is f- amazing. Um, One of my all-time, still today, one of my all-time favorite songs um, was because of that uh, CD was playing. It was uh, Rob Thurston. And uh, I forget the name of the song. Um, Rob Thurston um, was the was the artist, and or like Robert Thurston or something like that. I'll check it right now. And um, so I was like, that's kind of like when I was thinking like, there's different music and I'm mm-hmm. expanding because that to me like I, and growing up, oddly enough, you know, though I do come from a Mexican household, like a lot of my family didn't really listen to um, Spanish music. Um, pretty much heard it like during parties i just heard spanish music during parties like the all the uh, all the party hits like there's this ding song <laughs> you know How everyone old is that song fuck i don't know but like, it's it's in every even till today it's in every quinceanera you know what i mean but everyone gets crazy with that song too and so, like, you know, other than I got some influence with that, I never really leaned on that. And um, this is a, a kind of like leans to cultural, uh, uh, what is it called uh, when you, like, adapt to a, a culture? Um, assimilation. Oh, you mean Americanized? Oh, yeah, Sorry. I was Americanized. I was <laughs> yeah. assim- I assimilated to the culture, like, yeah, um, you know, so... Uh, naturally, like I just wanted to be part of what my peers were a part of, mm. and so when they weren't into these kind of Mexican music, I wasn't really a part of that either. Um, and uh, even though they got into it later in their life, and I got into even further later in my life, but um, yeah, I, I wasn't heavily influenced with uh, Spanish music for some reason. I was just like, there is like a part of me like that. <clears throat> wanted what was going on you know american wise mm-hmm. and so um it's a it's it's it kind of ha- it happens to every, um like uh, a lot of people from what i've met um either they go like 100% i'm leaning towards like mexican culture or <laughs> they have like an in between or they go american like i'm pretty much name it all but anyways when it co- but like so after that point um, that's when the hip hop phase started going because my cousin uh, Lee wanted to rap and started to rap, and his younger brother Adrian 
was uh rapping and I, I mentioned him in the one of my podcasts but I, I can go more in detail now is uh they were listening to like you know tupac bone thugs and harmony yeah. biggie and like i was a huge bone thugs and harmony fan man mm. like they were my band like i had every song speaking which limewire was a thing and so i oh i remember <laughs> i had a re you know <laughs> re-download everything every time i got a virus i, I, I had from this, one of the songs from one of the <laughs> <Yeah>. songs <laughs> Trojan and, horse flutter, your computer's fucked. Yeah, so <laughs> I had a, a restoration CD. So just like, I just restored it. So I had a restoration CD. So I listened to uh, Brian's Eno's uh, download music. Oh, yeah. Wait, do, you mean the, do, you mean da- do you mean the David Byrne, like like humans no, do album? David that Byrne. I remember that okay. one being on there too. And it was like, well, like human. Yeah. yeah. That too. Uh, David Byrne was in the uh, uh, preset music and with other classical, with a, like a Mozart classic music and then something else. But uh, yeah, uh, I didn't, but we, we mentioned in the previous episode how uh, 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 Brian Eno uh, created. Right. You mean like the installation music? Created like the, the installation yeah, music. Right. And so I listened to that a lot. So the startup music, well, the the download music. Yeah, download music. And so the installation disc. So when I when I, I had when I restarted it, when I restarted, it, I listened to that a lot. And so, but like I was, uh, I can't even think. Uh, I just go with. Um, I was into rap, Bone Thugs and Harmony was my thing. I used to burn CDs. I used to like ask my every time we go to Walmart, it was like, oh, I need some blank CDs and got a stack of blank CDs and just some burn. Of those blank CDs, man. I was into like so you guys were like into making playlists and stuff. Oh, we made CDs. I did, yeah, okay. for sure. I did. <laughs> well, you never too. mentioned it. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like tapes. I was going to mention this earlier, but does anyone else feel like that? Like the iTunes like collection is almost like a family heirloom of like the two thousands. You know what I mean? Like your father would, oh, you yeah. know, or like whoever would just kind of build up a whole. I didn't have iTunes. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have it. Oh, okay. I was it, Windows my, Media Player. Yeah. Yeah. All my all my library was uh, on the Windows Media Player, <laughs> okay. or you know, or a file. I had, I had that for a while too, and then we transitioned over eventually. Uh, funny thing is, uh, um, when I think uh, LimeWare stopped, we were like, it was like notoriously bad. Yeah. Notoriously bad, and when it got to that point, we switched to FrostWire. Hmm, and it's like it, lo- even heard of that. it looks it looks like LimeWire, but it's, a next level it, it's, shit. it's baby blue kind of logo instead, and it's like a frost symbol instead of a little Ooh. lime. Yeah, okay. It was FrostWire. I yeah. don't know. It's just FrostWire, like LimeWire. We feel like it was frost faster and and you know less virusy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the, I think the one who sh- who showed me, I th- my I had an uncle who was a a, a sheriff's deputy. And it was fucking weird because I don't know if he was going like he was like ex-Marine. He was a sheriff's deputy, but he was like, always like stealing music. And he was always yeah. like teaching me like how to do these I knew somebody... steal movies illegally. Like I never sold a movie. <laughs> so the, the thing is, I think I'm, he wanted me to make him a, a mixtape or like he he wanted some easy E and Bone Thugs like mixtape. Mm. And so he did it on my computer, and he w- he would bump his car with like "fuck the police" like while in his squad car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just so That's funny. Cool. Yeah. And like, it, yeah, I, I'm curious with what he's listening to now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Probably the same thing. That was very amusing. <laughs> and um, um, moving forward, 
let's see, my cousins were rapping and, and, and I was trying to rap, but like I was insecure. I didn't really want to, I wrote stuff down, but I didn't want to tell them, Hey, I want to make a, a, a song. Cause I was insecure about what I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And, and I was just insecure. I didn't feel good enough. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were pretty talented. And, uh, um, th I think that kind of phased out a little bit for them and close to like, eighth grade myspace happened where i was a little late on it mm -hmm. but my cousins i had a cousin um who made me a, a myspace he's mm -hmm. like now you have a myspace and 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 so we chatted through myspace and then it was addicting you know creating your personal thing and and, and then listen and then, so myspace pick a that was role. fun it was actually fun. i did i really liked having the profile music it's like this is me yeah this is what represents that's what me. i was gonna get and then you to. get the whole radio yeah like yeah and people yeah yeah that was like your you, you know you got individualism <laughs> yeah yeah now you had a little quick playlist to see what you're about and that's yeah. what the whole personality thing happened yeah click on michael brown's profile i got another confession <laughs> <laughs> our friend michael brown had this same Foo Fighters song as his thing oh, for God. like three or four years. Like it was a long time to the point where it like makes us laugh when we hear that song because it's just, it's just, it's just his face with the aviator sunglasses and his like afro. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin made me a MySpace. So then I was exposed to the, all these new talents uh, of MySpace and, and got into like the MySpace music thing. And, and uh, along with my cousin's uh, also sending me music that they got into, my she uh, my cousin Roxy. I'm referring to one specifically, Roxy mm -hmm. Felix. Is I don't know if she changed her last name. Um, I think she listens to this podcast. So Rox, shout out to Roxy. Thank you, Roxy. Yeah. Um, she kind of expanded my music interest to more of the rock side, and just and uh, I slowly was kind of getting into that. Uh, my cousin, me and my cousin Michael, we're always kind of phasing together. We were into hip hop, then we were into rock. We we're always kind of phasing together, and so he was into like Disturbed, um, and like ACDC, a lot of classic stuff. Actually, mm -hmm. I wasn't really into classic stuff um, as a kid. Kid, I listened to some Disturbed in middle school. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was heavily into System of a Down. And oh like, yeah, my brother had their CDs, and I listened to them I, too. Yeah, I fucking yeah. like I had. <laughs> <laughs> I stole their whole discography, bro. Like that's I what the album was everything. called. You were supposed to steal it. Yeah. Steal this album. <laughs> yeah, right. And so I had everything, mm -hmm. and um, I was a heavy System of a Down fan. His, heavy, his solo heavy, stuff heavy, wasn't heavy. as good. I thought. Who's uh, Sir Tankian? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sir Tankian's pretty. Is I? Yeah. yeah. His, his guitar is a little better. Uh, Scars on Broadway was the his other band. Mm -hmm. Um was pretty good i like the political stuff that's where i got kind of political mm, and all that stuff cool. happened mm. uh, wasn't really punk music for me for me the punk music i'll explain when i get there but uh i, I kind of got into like you know conspiracy theories because of that and i was about what age is this eighth grade so about okay, okay. you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. 14 13 what's uh, seventh, conspiracy theories seventh, you like bro well, well, the whole you don't have to answer. Hold that. On, focus, focus. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'm gonna kind of, kind of, I'll kind of lean on it because uh, mm. the uh, system of down, you know, was very political. They were always talking about what happened in uh, the uh, uh, their Armenia, their hometown, and and the the uh, what do you, uh, drawing blanks and what uh, specifically uh, the Armenian genocide. 
Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's still really controversial because a lot of people yeah, deny it. Yeah. They sp- they're speaking up uh, uh, against that a lot. So um, other than they're, you know, I kind of got the, into their lyrics later. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards more of uh, what Brandon was. I'm always, always into the sound and music. And then I got into the lyrics later. Once I listened to enough, I'm like, and then I actually YouTube or uh, not YouTube, but like Google the lyrics or whatever. And then I'm like, okay. Because some of the early Bone Thugs and Harmony stuff, you couldn't really tell what they're saying because they're rapping so fast, especially Busy Bone. Like, and then they kind of, they kind of like, they kind of, some say, some, some uh, rap enthusiasts say like they had a big play to what mumble rap is, but they weren't really mumbling. They were just rapping so fast. And uh, so that's a little different, in my opinion, but. But you did have to look up to see what they were talking, what they were It was always compelling rapping. to me that there's like a person inside of the song. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, to, for lack of a better way to put it, like as a, from a young age, I remember thinking that there's like this person coming out at me, like saying something to me, you know? Mm-hmm. One of my I mean, one of my big thing impact songs that I had was Crossroads by Bone Thugs. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's like uh-huh. this like, um, it's like this sad song about their loved ones that died and they mm. had some stories and they call it crossroads because it's the you know from live from living to afterworld you got the crossroads mm. yeah and so um that was a really impactful song and like like got me in the feels and still does today um when i listen to it and uh um but anyways when i was going into the rock section like i had like phases i had my hip-hop the thing is, it all kind of built, stacked up on each other. So I listened to hip hop along the way still, but mm-hmm. I was more Naturally. into, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, so I had phases. So once when I got into like listening to rock and stuff, it's just moving down. And, and I think it was, uh, I think it was Roxy. She had the, I think hypnotized and mesmerized album. She, and she gave them to me by system of a down. And I, I, I saved them and, uh, well, lend them to me. I, I gave them back to her. Mm. You ripped them? But I ripped them. Ripped I didn't them? have to rip them. I think I had them, but I thought seeing the album art was awesome. And Yeah. I liked shit. owning CDs. I liked the, I don't yeah. know, the package for some reason. But my first CD, uh, speaking of, uh, I, 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 can, I need to like talk to my brother uh, to verify, but it's between these two. It was either Nelly uh, <laughs> uh, Dilemma Nelly Dilemma when he was he was popping then man mm-hmm. yeah you know had the little the mm. little uh, band aid mm. you guys didn't get into it huh no but <laughs> no. I did know I, I, I've seen I saw this gentleman I the, knew he was popular at yeah time. Nelly Dilemma and then um uh I went to a White Elephant uh, thrift store and I just picked a CD and I thought it was TLC. And because um, my co- I had older uh, older older cousins that were into like nineties R and B, and so when I hung out with them, I was influenced by that. Like there was some TLC and like creep, Lauren creep. Hill and and all that. And so I was like, oh, it's it's three girls. There's TLC, and I grabbed it, and it was actually in Vogue. Oh, interesting. And- oh, wait, TLC TLC was Creep, right? No, no, that was Salt and Pepper, wasn't it? Mm. Never mind, I'm fucked up. My reference was off. Go ahead. All around the world. Is that TLC? Yeah, it's uh, Beyonce. No, never mind. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Okay. In Vogue. Um, in Vogue. It was in Vogue. And I was like, 
And I listened to him like, wait, this is not TLC. <laughs> what is, I'm like, the fuck? And then I kind of, it was whatever. I had a little boom box and I was like, whatever, you know, like I, I kind of ignored it. But like, you know, on a rainy day when you got nothing to do and you're bored, you just fucking fuck with shit, uh, especially in a small town and no internet, no, te- not much technology going on at the time. So I, I listened to the song, uh, the album a couple of times and I was like, damn, this album's like, now I really fuck with it after listening to it a couple of times. And I actually feel that way today. I've had like new albums that I are from artists that are very like, like I love these artists. And I'm like, I don't know if I like that album. Like I mm-hmm. feel disappointed. And then I listen to a second or third time. I'm like, damn, this album's like, okay, I see what they're saying now. Yeah. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. I, I have really bad first impressions when it comes to music. So like, I hate to give people like critique when I first hear it. I'm like, I had had to like, It'd be really bad. Yeah. I'm always usually positive. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, 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 it's cool. And then I have like a small little if they want to critique. But like I like listening to a couple of times and then I'm like, okay, now I can tell you. Now that I've absorbed it more, I can tell you. And um, so, yeah, uh, in Vogue and Nelly, one of those two were my first album, uh, second rock album. And it was around the eighth grade time when I got into MySpace uh, music. Um, they were really popping in uh, uh, MTV, I believe, uh, or no, the VH1. I think they were like in one of those top things. Um, they did uh, Hearthstone Heights, and they had a music video. They were an emo band, like mm-hmm. you know, super yeah, super yeah. emo band. And so I was like, oh, like like I fuck with them. I thought they're gonna like they're gonna be the shit. So I bought I bought the CD, and that was actually the first no the second the first CD I bought was. Brand new, Nelly, used in Vogue. And then second uh, new was uh, Hearth and Heights. I uh, forgot the album, actually. Um, and, um, yeah, the band's not around, not really. Mm-hmm. You don't really know about them now. But, uh, um, yeah, I fuck with them hard. And, uh, and then I got into emo music a lot. Uh, 30 second of mars is a little theme with my chemical romance mm-hmm. the used mm-hmm. so i'm a oh, yeah. i'm a yeah. huge the used fan like i fucking love the used i listened to a little bit of them because of the my chemical romance uh yeah. was it under pressure they did together yeah, mm-hmm. they, yeah, did, yeah. they covered under mm-hmm. pressure and uh <clears throat> i didn't understand when you meant that you felt like my chemical romance was fake no no i didn't mean that Oh, I you thought were... 30 Seconds to Mars was fake, and oh. My Chemical Romance is really genuine. Okay, I, I got it opposite. mixed up. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, because when you were saying that they were going to kill me, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like... So, correction, <laughs> I, I misheard. Um, yeah, My Chemical Romance, I've always felt like they're genuine as fuck. Yeah, really, yeah. truly. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, their backstory is interesting. I, that, that could be a whole thing, too. Yeah. yeah. And so, my favorite song uh, from My Chemical Romance is uh, I'm Not Okay. That's a good one. And because yeah. I fucking I, relate to that so hard, right. like that. Oh, I did do alter what, ego like, listening to that in like ninth grade, like hundred fucking percent. Yeah. Like I remember there was this girl I was actually into at that time, and there was a whole. It was just fucking. It was like a high school bullshit, but she had a boyfriend too, and but she was like messing around. She was like trying. She was like leading me on. It was a whole fucking nightmare. Anyway, uh, yeah. So and specifically um, the the specific part that it just gets me in that song yeah. is like. No, trust me. I'm okay now. Trust yeah, me. Exactly. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then he's like, I'm not okay. No, I know. Fuck it. Yeah. That's, exactly that's how I felt. How I, feel. I, I had that pivot into the punk rock thing right <laughs> yeah. after that. Inks. So it's just like fucking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's real. I had the angst. That's a real. great album. I think my favorite by them was probably Black 
parade. Like I just like because I yeah. felt like they were just like fully developed. I, like I really like the one before. My my girlfriend is always like telling me she really likes Three Cheers way better, and it's like you know, like she just can't, you know. But like uh, Black Parade, I feel like it's just I feel like that's my jam. I liked Three Cheers a lot, but I just I feel like they fully came into their own at that mm. point. You know what I mean? Danger Days wasn't as good. I liked it, but it wasn't as good. Yeah, and the one before it, like, they were they too were happy. Developing. Yeah, yeah. That's when a friend says like, yeah. It, my chemical romance stopped being my chemical romance when they were happy dude you know a song that affected me in the same way and it was after i was at like the tail end with this girl i was telling you about in ninth grade you know the famous. song that the song that fucking got me on the same level as i'm not i'm not okay mm. famous last words um but yeah that song dude fucking just the, oh, fucking, yeah. the fucking i remember they performed that like live on this mtv awards mm-hmm. on the rooftop or something i saw that they were all dressed you know yeah, 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 yeah. um so uh yeah, I lean hard to like emo music, dude. Mm-hmm. I really let my hair grow. School didn't give a shit. Yeah, and uh, um, that the length they didn't care as much about, but they still they, no, they did care though because I remember every now and then, especially in middle school, they cared the most. Uh, in Texas, like somebody would always say something to me, and they'd be like, "Yeah, make sure it doesn't get too long. Like, go blow your eyebrows or something." Like, and I was like, "You guys are fucking dicks. Like, why? Like, that's anyway. crazy." Yeah, I was so angry all the time. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> The used chemical romance, all these emo bands. Um, and I was like, listen, you know, just going through this journey of listening to these bands. And um, who else was it? Sayosin. Um, oh, yeah, I listened to them too. Did you listen to Silverstein? Silverstein. Yeah, um, um, yellow Card. I like the one song oh, yeah. a lot. Ocean Avenue. I like the lot. I like some Yellow Card. Yeah. But th- that song's, that's you know, their, legit. That's and yeah, uh, right. Hooba's Stank. Who was that the reason? <laughs> um, I I got into like more. I was getting into more skating and stuff, but really kind of changes. Like I hung out with ex same cousin named Roxy. She uh, for a spring like a spring break on eighth grade, and I got to see her and her friends, and they were all skaters. And I kind of experienced a little bit of that city life. So I got into skating in my in the tail end of my eighth grade year, and then I kind of like went super hard my freshman year. Which then got me exposed to more types of music, mm. and uh, um, I, you know, obviously the my, the MySpace days were still there, and those previous bands I, I I previously named were still I was still listening to, and then but uh, I was slowly uh, exposed to hardcore music, and uh, and then I was just like boom went super hard on it, like I was listening to Bless the Fall, listening oh, to Chiodos. <laughs> Chiodos I really liked though. Like, I, they were really actually good. I got into Chiodos later. Yeah. I think they were a little too high pitchy for me. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that shit. I fucked with it. <laughs> but I, I, I liked like the super hard like shit you guys don't like. What was uh um, God, I'm trying to think of the one band that did Giants the, in the Ocean and uh Bring Me the Horizon? No, no, fuck them. No, uh, no, not, not yours. Uh, I'm I, yeah, Bring Me the Horizon was Sorry. sick. I, that just came out of me reflexively. I was like, fuck them. Damn, bro. I'll, I'll you go. Go ahead. Damn. <laughs> And uh, uh, Bring Me Horizon got into later. Oh, Devil Wears Prada. They yeah. were the, like the, the fundamental like leaned mm. on hard. Devil Wears Prada and Under Oath. Two uh, Christian, hardcore Christian bands. Yeah. And, but I, I, I didn't give a fuck. They, were, they sounded amazing to mm. me. And so I actually like yet again, we're leaning to more to more branding and, and a little bit of both you guys i listened to the music first and i fuck with it so hard and then i checked out the lyrics and then when once like i really liked the lyric i just like it 
it made it an even more greater experience like a writing on raw uh writing on the walls by under oath uh such a great song structured uh building uh the build up in the music the lyrics of it and the um the the way it just everything how it goes um the lyrics obviously and so yeah um after that listening to a bunch of uh metal songs and hardcore songs i was like that was my shit that was the the main shit i listened to then and uh i had a friend who was a punk guy he got me into more of the punks uh he was a fundamentalist punk Mm. guy had the mohawk and the liberty spike mohawk and and had the the vest with the with all the the studs and he he did everything like his name is johnny johnny holder um (laughs) johnny 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 that, Holder. Did you just make this he's, guy up? No, he's still he's still out there. I, I'm, I'm pretty really, sure that was one of the characters in Guitar Hero. Yeah, Johnny. That's Johnny kind of, Holder. That's kind of what it sounds like. No. Yeah, your dude. Yeah, your skinny guy. I always played as that guy. I, I might tag him on this episode. Um, he's still like into that kind of shit. Yeah. And he fucks um, with, I, he fucks I, with I, I recently heart. reconnected with him. Yeah, but uh, he, uh, actually, he was the first guy who actually got me high out of weed. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, but yeah, he uh, like the. Um, he was just got got me into this, you know, little minor, you know, bad brains. Uh, oh sex yeah, bad pistols. brains. I forgot to mention them earlier. Bad brains is like my They're this so shit. Good. Uh, yeah. uh, sex pistols, obviously. Uh, I had a couple of sex specials. The Clash. I had a couple too, that are like lean hard mm. on, like mainly the hits, like just the uh, black flag. Uh, huh? Black flag. Black flag. That was like my favorite hardcore band um, from the '80s, specifically. That the early punk stuff. I like the Sex Pistols and that better, but I think yeah, Black Flag and another band called Circle Jerk. And, yeah, yeah, I heard them too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tendencies or something like that. Suicidal tendencies. Suicidal tendencies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, the <laughs> the song um, uh, institutionalized. Mm, yeah, yeah. I I I can't remember. Just wanted right a now. Pepsi. <laughs> if you'd heard it, you'd remember. Well, after my phase of listening to emo music uh i was like i was in central high school i was talking to a bunch of different people and and they listened to the same hardcore stuff and we're all into the same thing and that's why i met julio my freshman year he was into the same music we were listening to uh, me and julio were in a band and he was a screamo singer and he was i i, I was trying to make him sing the other day and he's like ah, i need to practice it to pick it up again but he was actually pretty decent and I was playing the guitar. I didn't know shit. So moving on. And then he kicked me out. And then I stole his girlfriend. So anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Timeline does not fall like that. It's just, it happens. Yeah. And um, I was with this girl. <laughs> the same girl. You stole from Julio. <laughs> That's the problem. I didn't know about any of this shit. That this I didn't amazing. realize this until like literally <laughs> maybe 15 years later. Anyways, um, or less, or you know, fifteen years after high school. <laughs> Since then, oh okay. Um, and uh, she was into interesting music because uh, she she had older sisters that were into like uh, like Murder Dolls and like Wednesday Thirteen. So I was kind of influenced from that, and it's a bit more like uh, a f- it's hard to really name it. Like what kind of music it is? Uh, it's like rock, but you know, a lot of rockabilly people like listen to this t- stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's not rockabilly, 
it's just like it kind of like people who are inside that genre of liking that music or listen to that kind of music i feel like from all my encounters and uh like and then i got into like rob zombie and th- that kind of style of music rob zombie murder dolls uh wednesday 13 and uh, uh a few others and um, at the same time i was into like electronic music you know dubstep justice uh uh got into trance so like tiesto um i think armin van hell something like that armin van something mm-hmm. is another trance guy and um uh but yeah and then uh, oh yeah so getting into she was into like raving and stuff so i was like into like going to raves and stuff and listening to that kind of music and dance music for the most part electronic dance music and i got into like hard hard style and and jump style and this is all these sorts of type of genres uh all uk based really got into the like underground dance uk scene and so you know this hard style is it's like a, what people nowadays call shuffling um and over there it's no more as hard style and it's you know when you do like that sliding mm. like sliding dance when you kick the forward slides almost like moonwalking but it's really fast tempo like boom 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 that's kind of and so one of my all-time favorite um djs of hard style is headhunters and they're pretty tight. And uh, another one was uh, for jump style would be scooter. Um, I, I I learned how to hard style. It was a little difficult. And but I got into more jump style myself. And I can still actually jump style. I, I, I never really uh, dance for you guys, but I kind of hold it. You gotta get a couple you drinks hold, in me for yeah. me for you, that you, to come you out. Hold, you hold it inside. You play you drunk. To, yeah, you play yeah. it close to the chest and you bust out your secret weapon. The only ones who's actually. <laughs> The only ones who've seen me actually like do jump style um, is Julio and Tanya when we went out dancing with them. And when I, when I first fucking met Tanya too, uh, Julio's uh, uh, lady friend, you know what I mean? And um, <laughs> Oh, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> we, we were at the Crescent and they were just playing like dance music and I was just fucking like tequila. It was in my body. And it yeah, I get happy. it, yeah. And, um, but anyways, uh, I, I was into dance music. I was into, and then by my freshman year, I, um, uh, I, I was living with my uncle. Uh, my uncle was heavily into eighties music. And so that's how I got my eighties music. And, you know, I got like my, all, my, my current all time favorite, uh, it's hard to play between two, but like, um, uh, uh, Careless Whisper by uh, Oh yeah I was just oh playing my God, that I fucking George love Michael. that song yeah. George Michael did, did, did you ever hear the Seether version? No well, I fuck haven't that guy. No, Fuck no, Seether, I mean, It's not bro. good I'm just saying it's like hilarious that they did a version yeah, of that I, song Yeah I, it's like I, I like listened to the first 10 seconds yeah. and I hit X. Oh it's exa- I mean it's like exactly what you think it would be It's just like it's just amazing to me that it happened I was like this is so fucking weird Yo so I, I got my influence from him because he, he always he wasn't techni- technologically advanced, so he always had me download music for him for when he go to the gym and, and put it on his iPod, and he would just give me his name. So I had all this, these songs saved, and, and so I listened to him. Yeah. And so... Um, Never gonna dance George- again. Guilty feet. Oh, God, my no God. Yeah. yeah. George Michael and uh, um, uh, Take On Me uh, oh, by... Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Aha. By Aha. Oh, Aha. That, those two are like my mo- one of the, my most favorite yeah. 80s for me. And um, uh, and so, yeah, I was getting all to, just heavily influenced. Just boom, boom, boom. Just like I was always learning. I always wanted to know what the first thing, the first like when every time I get to know someone, the like the first thing I want to know is what kind of music I listen to. And then I listen to it. And it gets me to know that person a lot better. This is what I was saying in the beginning of the episode. And I'm like super like in like I just that's what I love doing. I I mean, my extroverted personality really likes to get to know people. But like I like using music as a tool to relate to someone mm-hmm. or to get to know someone. And so um, in the long that process, I got to like be overwhelmed with all this music, especially in Phoenix being a part of big city. And being so diverse, you get exposed to all this new, uh, random stuff throughout the journey. And um, um, th- those those are the key things I uh, got into. I think I got into like, I, I, I honestly I forgot how I got into like hard style and jump style, because that was actually more my fruition that I've discovered myself via YouTube or. Um, I think it was like one of those YouTube videos where you see people like dancing, like yeah. like so, those goth. You know what I mean? Do you feel like it's almost more of like a social, like it's like a, is, there's a very big social component for you? Yeah. Well, yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah, because it's yeah, yeah. like you share it with other people that are close to you, and then also like with uh, was it you said jump style, hard style? Yeah. It's like you're like, I don't know, in a weird way communicating with UK style music <clears throat> that you can't interact with. But you can kind of take their music and get to know them a little bit better. Yeah, it, you know? I, yeah. I get to know the kind of like subculture of the, how the raves were out there. So I was really into uh, like raving and stuff, and I had like candy and what whatnot. Like I was yeah. full oh. on. I was full on. Okay, right? okay. And uh, I mean, you guys know what that is, right? The bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I had. I was really into that, and um, so you know, along the curiosity of me uh, of being into it, just got introduced to all the uk stuff because i knew a lot of the great artists of of like electronic music came out of there i mean a lot of good artists in general came out of there after that phase i got into dubstep and uh um got into like the before it started blowing up like crazy um i had a friend who uh introduced me to this uh underground uk group called digital mystics um, his name is Nathan. Is Nathan's, uh, fucking, I know his last name, Graham, Nathan Graham. Shout out to Nathan Graham. Um, he showed me, uh, uh, digital mystics and, uh, their whole crew. They have a crew of, DJ, uh, of DJs, um, my phone and uh, Mala, he was part of it. Um, uh, he's like my most favorable one, but they made like, underground dubstep like if y'all would play it play you them it, it wouldn't sound like what you guys think what dubstep is and um you guys heard of um xx tentacion yeah yeah I do that's know that. that one song that he blew up on um i think what is it called it's that one one song he blew up and the video was weird there's like kids stuff involved um it's oh look at me you guys I know, know that song? song? Yeah. I know the band. Look hey, at the me. group name. The Look at me. This name. Well, he sampled one of the digital mystic songs. I, I, oh, cool. I kind of, I kind of was a little pissed because I was like, like who the, f-, you know, like mm. you don't know this shit. Like who, the f-? you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I got a little, a little personal. 
And uh, so, and then I was, uh, that's when I received my first uh, laptop, which was a 2009 MacBook Pro. uh, um, And that got into music progression. And I started making electronic music. That's that's what I was into, just playing in a garage band. And hence, now I'm here doing this stuff. But yeah, we I got into that in the previous episode on um, uh, create uh, how uh, like creativity, so the creative think, process. Yeah, the yeah. creative process episode. Creative methods, I believe it was, yeah. or something like that. You get it if you know the concepts. You can probably find the episode. Yeah. Um, and not to go into like the music making side, um, but heavily influenced from all the music I was listening to, Sigurosh. Um, that's when oh, I got into yeah. Sigurosh and and the, another Islamic band, uh, Mum, M U M. Oh, and, I know them. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. And I mean, that's when I got into got into like more foreign music mm-hmm. at that time, and I was like really into like the sound of it, how like his emotion bled through this music, even though I don't know what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sigurosh actually has an album called the Untitled Album, and an, the entire thing he's singing, but there's no words. <laughs> Yeah, there's no words, and every single song is like Untitled One, Untitled Two, Untitled Three, Untitled Four, and it's him just singing. It's all music, and it's called the Untitled Album. <coughs> really, one of my all-time favorite hey, albums. I don't listen to that. I wanna get it in vinyl. The vinyls look sick. It's like clear with black and white splat splatter on it. It's like three hundred bucks on eBay though. Damn. After that, I just kind of got into like uh, everything. Um, New and old, you know, I just, you know, I went to the depths of the internet and listened and consumed to everything. I, I left a lot of great names out there, and uh, Gorillas would be one of them. I have one of their vinyls. I feel like you got to give a little shout out to your uh, your K-music um, love. Who? Your K-pop love. Oh, okay. So that's more recently. Okay. So me and Danny uh, got, we're into like uh, Korean dramas or something. And, yeah, and um, her one of her friends was Korean. We were in California at the time, and she introduced us to to this. Uh, and and she actually recommended an artist. Uh, I think it was Jay Park and um, uh, who else? Um, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, but uh, it was like an R and B. Uh, I remember I said it, but uh. Jay Park and so Danny was listening to him and then through Danny she was into it and she was playing it when I was around and I was like oh who like ooh what is that and then I we got into K-pop and we were, we started off in K-hip hop first before K-pop was a thing and it was referred to K-pop and uh um so I was li- listening to like mainly Korean hip hop just I just called it like I don't even know what to call it but uh I, I got into K-pop a lot later. I, I was really into like Jay Park, um, his uh, uh, Duck, Doc too, but he's uh, in Korean. It's pronounced Doki. Mm. And uh, uh, to bring it up to the now, that's kind of why I listen to. Uh, I listen to everything, guys. There's nothing that no one has this on me. I listen to everything. Throw me a song, I'll listen to it. You I listen give to it noise a music. Noise. Noise music. Noise. Well, I'll, I'll show you. Do you, not, do you not know what that is? Noise music. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. I'll, I'll show you an example. Of, that's pretty funny. Damn! Wow. <laughs> I'll show you an Holy example. Holy shit! Of that I, didn't, I didn't think he was actually going to have you there. Yeah. 
<laughs> noise music. Yeah. Uh, it's like we'll, we'll get to it. Okay, we'll get it. In. Ab- this is afterwards. <laughs> but uh, so <sighs> BTS recently came out with a new album. It's pretty the shit. My go-to song for that uh, album is uh U H or yeah uh or U G H, and uh, that's a fucking good song. And uh, uh, another shout out Lana Del Rey. Um, I like her opening song for Norman fucking Rockwell, and um, and her last song. Those are like one of like solid songs that I really like. Um, also, uh, what else am I listening to? Um, through Julio, get into my chemical, uh, my chemical brothers or the chemical brothers. Uh, I mentioned this on the other podcast. Um, got to keep on the one a gram, uh, Grammy. Got to, got to keep on, got to keep on. And then uh, obviously Dead Mouse. I, I I left them out in the bag, but they um, I still have them right now. I just recently just liked one of their old songs. Um, going through my likes and my Spotify here. Um, M eighty three, Midnight City. Mm, of course, classic. Mm. Uh, and then um. Nari, Nari, uh, Nariaki Oboku, and then with black, and it's called G A I A. I don't know. Gaia? 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 I think it's Gaia. Dude, that song is sick. And, uh, uh, what else? Uh, mmm. Bass Nectar, Other Wards, uh, and pretty much uh, Distant distant Decay, uh, the song named Convent, another good song, Willow, Female Energy Part 2, sick song, and, uh, oh shit, I'm starting that song. Oh, oh copyright. <laughs> copyright. No, it's not long enough. Um, that's pretty much going to be, I mean, like, I, like, I'll make a playlist. You guys just listen to it. Yeah, the thing is, it. you have to make a playlist. I was going to mention that. You should share all, share all our Spotify's. We'll link them in the or yeah, we'll link them in the bo- um, description. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, yeah, you need to make a playlist. Otherwise, people can't see it because you can't see a like song. Yeah, yeah. List. I'm gonna actually make a playlist of all of my like songs. It's the most diverse playlist, and I think. And so, like, you get a taste of what I it doesn't have noise music, but okay. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Yeah, you can find. I think if you Google my name, Mike Villarreal, uh, spelled uh, M I K E, space V I L L A R R E A L, um, you can find me there. And I have a picture of me standing in front of the Queen Mary. That'll be me. Oh. Uh, this is actually um, give me a quick opportunity to bring up something that I needed to really mention earlier because I really believe fundamentally that there's a this set the stage foundationally for uh, my music in general. So. Uh, there was this one artist. I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you the name until, until a few years later. Um, but when I was like three, four, five, and um, I was running around in a t-shirt and underwear kind of like thing. Uh, my when my mom would be in this cleaning mode. I always remember it very specifically this way. I made a whole short film about this shit. Um, that's how powerful it was to me. Uh, she'd open all the windows and like I remember that like you know the dust coming off the blinds and the sunlight and. She would turn on this one album, and it was uh, it would be Orinoco Flow. Uh, it'd be Enya, <laughs> nice. and fun. I feel like that gave me the fundamental foundation of why I like that sort of more slower cerebral music because I thought that 
I thought that shit was just so beautiful. And I had no words for it. I didn't, again, this is like when I was like still kind of being weird about music. And I was like, I remember it, it just impacted me insanely. And again, that emotional connection to that song, that relax, that very chill, very, the very, inte- the emotional um, connection and intent are huge for me. It's the reason why I like Johnny Cash. Um, I think he, uh, he means the words he says. And I mean that like he like, he truly feels it. That's why I like him. And yeah, I think so. It, through and through, that's my, my big thing when it comes mm. to music is that emotion. So, ah. and yeah, it truly was the foundation. I think emotions, emotions. I feel, emotions. I feel you. Touch your emotion. I can feel your heart beating in your shoulder. And in yourself. Uh, mine was definitely ideas. Um, I think I, uh, concepts. You said yeah, ideas, concepts and ideas. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like emotion a lot too, for sure. Um, because that's definitely a part of it. Mm. Um, but no, I really like when the song has meaning like when there's like uh, when it's driven by meaning i feel like like with punk rock or like the lyrics meaning yeah, yeah like i think that's like my favorite part um like david bowie's a great example he's everything he did was a concept basically you know mm-hmm. what i mean everything was you know a transformation of a character there's a story you know what i mean uh there was a theme you know what i mean he was trying to express like a bigger idea through his work and when i discovered that you could do that i thought that was amazing I mean, like dead kennedy's a really good example of it in the uh um, punk rock that I was listening to in the mm-hmm. 80s because like or not in the 80s but from the 80s um, because like every song has you know it had these songs with these crazy titles like Kill the Poor and it wasn't you know about actually murdering the poor it was about how the uh, US government had built a neutron bomb and so the only application they could possibly see for it was that they would drop it on poor populations clear out the entire area and then move in and start building you know what i mean basically mm-hmm. to like you know remove like all the poor you know so that to me was like double edge because it's like you know they said one thing but it was actually of like a satirical nature you know what i mean and they're trying to express something bigger like you know like you know they you know Reagan administration basically doesn't you know the the government uh and business doesn't care about poor people you know what mm-hmm. i mean they would rather just wipe them out and stuff like that you know police truck was the same thing it was about basically cops just going around town just beating the shit out of people and just doing all sorts of horrible shit you know and uh, anyway that's the i think ideas concepts for sure all right for mine i think about mine a lot because it's ever-changing um i'm really i'm really into the feeling it kind of really depends on what mood because i'm into the feeling but i'm also really into knowledge i feel like music gives you a sort of knowledge that you don't have especially when you learn when you hear something new it's like you're like your brain is connecting these things you're like whoa like this is an experience so that's my first take is knowledge experience and the feeling and then my second take would be going more in depth into learning uh the uh behind the song behind the artist why they did this why they say that that would be my second and Mm. that would be like that would be like more of the like artists i follow more so i would kind of lean towards more of the experience and sound um i kind of relate to brandon a lot that i i don't really listen to a lyrics that often but once i i get that song where like i'm i fuck with this song then i really am more involved with it yeah look up the lyrics and understand it look who is this artist where are they from and i get a kind of an idea with all that mm. yeah yeah and, yeah when you listen to foreign music too you like get knowledge and that's not, yeah that's the knowledge yeah. behind that mm. get the kind of culture and stuff it's yeah. interesting you said all that i feel like we'll kind of see a similar pattern 
for me when we talk about movies and for when Salas or when he talks about literature. Well, I like I the, think. the social element too of all these things, you know, mm. like sharing, sharing even movies and literature and, uh, you know, video games, why not too, with people, uh, I know that element of connecting with someone else because what you're yeah. describing, like my biggest memories about the music that I was into and how it influenced me. And like, I was thinking about it a little bit later after, you know, I said my piece was like, you know, my, you know, the thing that stands out the most is being with my dad and him imparting something that he found and loved and giving it to me, you know what I mean? And just kind of spending that quality time together. You know, I remember because, you know, he was a doctor obviously. And so, uh, when we were in New York and I was really young, like kindergarten, first grade, uh, I remember one of my favorite things, like one of my most exciting things, because he was working a lot at that time and I didn't see as much of him, um, is when I would wake up extra early. Like if I would like just happen, it was like almost like a miracle. Like, you know, I couldn't control it. But if I would just wake up at like 5 a.m. and go downstairs, my dad would be getting ready and he would always be sitting in front of the TV watching VH1 and have the, the music videos would be on and we would watch those together and we would share the music and then the stories and the videos. You know, so we saw the Christopher Walken weapon of choice. You know, we saw I think uh, Ditto the uh, it's not so bad video. Oh yeah, the daughter's yeah, being not... taken away, yeah. and like we just saw like all this stuff. And like you know, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers when they did the uh, the video game one, and the, it was just watching these small bite sized uh, concepts. You know, these small mm. bite sized like film stories. You know what I mean? And then seeing the oh sorry, seeing the music attached to it, it was just like you know. But I shared that with my dad. And then years later, when I saw more of him, when uh, you know, his uh, hours became more reasonable in, in Texas when we moved down there permanently. And I met Brandon and everything. I remember just being in the car with him a lot because he would drive me to Brandon's house and he would drive. We would go to the bookstore, to the art museum and stuff together. And we would just be in the car together and he would, you know, be sharing his music with me just as a byproduct of listening to it while he was driving mm-hmm. me wherever. And I would ask about it and I'd be like, you know, this is really cool and I like this. And sometimes I would bring 30 Seconds to Mars or My Chemical Romance <laughs> and he would listen to that with me and he'd be like, I like it, you know, for this reason or I don't like it for this reason. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, so we had things dude, that we, we, we bonded that way. There's and you know you speaking you guys speaking about it and just like there's so much that I I left behind like that's why I felt like I had to name every song mm-hmm. or every every, every it's just like I feel like there's a part of me that social thing that you're talking about uh-huh. that I feel like I'm gonna get judged if I leave someone out you know what yeah, I mean like I uh that. like oh you forgot about blah 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 I'm like yeah. oh I'm like yeah I did kill me. Uh. <laughs> But uh, that's how I felt when you were talking because you mentioned every single person. And so if it was like the same kind of music that I liked, I was like, oh, fuck them, too. You know? Yeah. And then there's so much I didn't cover in my high school era, too. Like, so again, that was definitely where I leaned a little bit more into pop, like finding pop, my own kind of pop that I liked for the first time. And mm. it's just it's impossible to cover at all. Yeah. yeah. It's just what comes Keep to mind. Bleeding. Well, I, I yeah. just, Every like, time you mention pop in high school, it's always bleeding. what I think. Yeah. Bleeding love. Ugh, again. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, 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 Halo. Call me maybe. Fuck, I love that. A song. Black Eyed Pizza. That one. Oh, my God. Uh, that was like, Tonight's going to uh, be a good night. night or, yeah. Tonight's going to be that fucking, I fuck with that. Like, when I hear that, that it almost makes me cry, honestly, like hearing <laughs> it now. Right now. <laughs> I think back, cry. Not cry, but like I think back of being like, you know, a teenager. I remember being in high school. I remember not having any worries and just being with my friends and being uh, like, yeah. creative without any just, pressure. And it's sad. I think yeah. it's a sad song. Yeah, it is. Because it's a desperate, uh, we can get the theory. A d- desperate Peter. It's a desperate want for, ha- I mean, like that feeling of party feeling. and happiness. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's Drank. almost like, yeah. <laughs> Mazel tov. Yeah. <laughs> But I just remember, yeah, no, I remember like, you know, stuff T- like that. You know, it's T Pain, you guys get into T Pain? Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, got, yeah, I, I, I probably listened more than he did. Yeah, not much. I hated him know. at first. I heard the Lonely Sea Island song. Yeah, I liked him. T Pain. Yeah. Um, the Smiths. The Smiths. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. yeah. Bro, yeah. We, cut we, should, we, should, we should wrap up. Okay. Well, We're like, you... this is about our longest episode by far. And it's going to yeah. be a tough We're one. We're going to do some edits. Yeah. It's hard to cut. It's hard to. 
It's hard to stop. cut passion. It's hard to stop. It's hard to cut passion. We're just going to put Mike in his own yeah. episode. As you can see, uh, <laughs> this has been our music appreciation episode. We love music. We have a lot. This is a very emotional, Check out sentimental our Spotify's. tie to it. They'll be linked in the, the description. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll make some playlists for you guys to hear especially if I if I remember to. Um, and Spotify, yeah. sponsor should we, us. Uh, should, we, should we make like a 21 CU playlist or something yeah we could do that yeah. actually yeah let's do that Ooh, throw, actually kinda, that'd be great kind uh, of all the shit we talked about can we uh can we add playlists to our podcast page and we could do like salvatore's playlist mike's we'll playlist. figure that stuff out in the details okay all right great check okay. out our link in the description so, yeah, yeah. so uh check us out on instagram 21st century uh underground uh we got the 21st century underground podcast on facebook be sure to follow us we'll have all this stuff linked on YouTube and on Spotify. Hashtag, and, uh, hashtag 21CU. Yeah, hashtag 21CU. And uh, thank you for spending this time with us. I mean, I hope, guys. And uh, as always, we'll be back next week with another thrilling installment. Where can they find you, Salisbury? Uh, they can find You can find me at The Neon Codex on Instagram. You can find me at The Samsara Studios on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Mike Vivace. Pretty much it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but guys, uh, leave us leave us a comment if you're on YouTube. Uh, let us know your, uh, what you guys relate to with the most and music taste and also music journey. What yeah. was your first CD? What yeah, was your, and what was, tell yeah. us that shit, mom. Yeah. I'm not gonna believe that you listened to this if you don't put your first CD down. Okay, right. actually, or, yeah. sorry, verse. Yeah, vinyl. I also won't believe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you got a request. Uh, what request? I requested to leave him a comment. First vinyl. Oh, um, what's your request? Oh fuck. Uh, be generic. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, your uh, most embarrassing guilty pleasure song. Leave that on the, in the comments. Put that in there. Put that shit in there. Put that. Um, <laughs> that mic. He's <laughs> angry with you. Yeah. No, uh, no. Beyonce's. Uh, uh, I am. Uh, I am. I'm, I'm not a girl. I listen to I'm Rihanna not, a lot. I, I wish I were a boy. <laughs> I wish I was a boy. I listen to Rihanna all the time That's when I pleasure. run, uh, but I wouldn't even call that a guilty pleasure. I have no shame about that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as as a kid I had guilty pleasure, but yeah. now, 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 like, now, 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 now yeah, you give so many so many fewer shits now that I'm older. Yeah, and through the power of Spotify. Anyways. I think uh, yeah, uh, I think Sia Elastic Heart is kind of a little bit of a guilty pleasure, and Carly Rae okay, Jepsen. Well, if you're gonna go that route, I'll just I'll go uh, Umbrella by Rihanna. I mean, even though I'm not like yeah, yeah whatever. Jay Z produced it. Yeah, back in yeah. The day. Well, Sia wrote it. Yeah, Sia wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Her, oh yeah, she did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Really okay. Yeah, I remember that now. Well, here, that was fun. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, I had fun, guys. I hope you did too. Thank you for making come it back to the next end. week. We want to express our passion. We want to share it with you. Uh, we want you guys to come back at us socially because that's 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 what the, that's what the shit is. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>